In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
fresh Nike though, cooler than the icy truck Moan get it poppin' out west, they gettin' hyphy duh What's up? She a bad little mama Fresh out the hood, so she love a little drama Real live free, drinkin' straight right out the bottle Where she get her style from? She get it from her mama Welcome to your Wednesday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. I I like to start the show where you almost feel like you're like at a at a nightclub. You're like, I'm so sweaty. I'm at a nightclub. I'm dancing way too hard. I've had way too many Red Bull vodkas. Uh, obviously, I placed that in the early aughts. Uh, how are you guys doing? Are you doing good? I hope so. You made it to Wednesday. That's you're you're pretty. You could phone in the rest of the week. I'm telling you, if you worked hard on Monday and Tuesday, at this point, while you're listening to this, just clock out, clock mentally clock out. It's fine. I'm telling you, we've done it before. It's going to be fine. How's I got to tell you about my day. Oh, and by the way, this is going to be a disgustingly long pod. If you are just joining, if you're somebody that maybe has given this pod uh, a chance for the first time, maybe you, you heard me on Reality Checked with Amy Phillips over on Sirius Satellite Radio today. Hi, how are you? It's going to be long. It's going to be okay, though. It, you're going to be fine. We're going to have a good time together. And also, this might not be your cup of tea, right? But we got a lot of different stuff. On Mondays, we do a pop culture roundup. Uh, yesterday, I had Reza from Shaws of Sunset. What a good dude that dude turned out to be. We talked a little summer house. Today, we are doing a summer house extravaganza, folks. I have one Miss Lara Marie Shanehalls from Sexy Unique Podcast. I've known Lara for years now, and it is always such a treat when she pops by. It is such a, it's, I, I just like, it's, with people like Laura, it's like, it's just like, it's a, just a good chance for me to catch up with somebody because I don't usually like to talk anymore unless it's on a podcast. So it was a good, like, I think, I think by the end I was just like, how, how are your parents doing? How, how's your mom doing? What's going on? Um, so that was great. We talk Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, Kim and Kanye. We go all over the map. And then we're going to take a break, right? We're going to get some lunch or wherever you're, you know, we're going to do whatever we need to do. We're going to come back. We're going to do a full solo recap of Summer House. Ryan, why are you so crazy? That's crazy. Who else is doing close to that length of time? Just insecure people. That's who. Insecure, insecure people. Um, let me let me tell you some breaking news. 
and I can't tell you all of this yet because I don't know how this is going to play out. But so I did a I did a change.org thing where I um, you know, I did a change.org to make it so Austin Kroll never appears on Summer House again because I'm an activist as I've told you guys many times, I care about the world that we grow up and I care about the world that we have your kids grow up in you guys. We got to think about how we leave this for the kids. So I did this and it's gotten like a lot of signatures, which is scary. <laughs> so I explained that. And by the way, I explained it was a joke yesterday and a lot of people were like, duh, we know it's a joke, but then some people don't know it's a joke. And I want to make sure. And I also want to make sure people know that I am donating to Ukrainian relief, uh, you know, my kind of chance to clear my conscience for, using a, a change.org but you know it's like everything's so fucking brutal and like hard like i want to do stupid laughs i want to do cheesy shit not like that checks all the boxes a change.org hell yeah so the problem is folks <laughs> so okay imagine imagine you're me right and you open your phone and on Instagram, there is this thing called direct messages and it's where people will send you messages directly. So it's a really apt uh, named thing. Um, I, um, Austin Kroll made contact with me. The guy from the change.org thing, the guy that uh, all the women are fighting for. Uh, he, <laughs> he has reached out. We have, uh, we've got, we ha we've had a little back and forth and I will keep you updated. <laughs> there I will keep you updated. I'm alive as of this airing, but I just, this is, I feel like this is like that tape in Cloverfield. Like if you listen to this, make sure you check on me. I'm going to drop a pin. Please make sure I stay alive. Um, it is one of those moments where you're just, you're, what happens is your ass just drops out of your whole entire body and you're like, no, because I don't, I, you know, I know this is a reality show, but I don't love thinking about that. These people are real. I'd ra I'd much rather than be little characters in the little stories that I like to watch at night, but, uh, it turns out they're real. So I will give you more information as soon as, uh, as, as the conversation is finished <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we'll see what's going on, but it's not going to, it's unfortunately, it's not going to have me pull any of my punches on today's recap. And that's fine. If we're going to have to be nemesises, nemesi, nemeses, we will have to be. And the thing is, I want every, like, I say this all the time. You guys, remember, the biggest loser involved in any of this is me. Okay. So all, there's me, then there's Austin, then there's Jax, then there's everybody. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry. I'm the biggest loser. I totally accept that moniker, but I'm, I'm still going to say what I want to say. And, um, We'll just let the cards fall, fall where they may. <laughs> um, I had a dream come true in the sense that I told you yesterday, if you listen, that I was really always one of my dreams was to go into a serious satellite radio station. And Amy Phillips, I had the pleasure to be on her show a couple of times over the pandemic, but it was always over Zoom. And today I got to be the first guest back in the studio for Amy Phillips. And it was so cool, you guys. You guys, I think I got there a little early because I knew my body was going to like sweat because, it, you know, I was like nerves. 
And it's just funny. It's like, oh, my God, wow, my body is still doing that thing. If I get, like, excited, it just turns to water. You guys know what I'm talking about. But I get there, and it is so pristine. And they, like, you know, make you do your vaccination card. Like, I had to fill out all this paperwork before I got there. And then get in there and, like, the reception desk. And it's so pristine and it looks so beautiful. And they have all, like, this, like, serious video playing in the background. They have a step and repeat. They have, like, this really nice kitchen that's, like, really airy. And there's music playing. And I'm, like, it was just one of those things where you're, like, I think I'm happy. Like, I, this is, like, an environment. And you can see this beautiful view of Los Angeles. And you see the studio to the left. And it's just, like, this gorgeous gorgeous recording studio like right here you guys i have like my laptop i have a shitty microphone and i've broken my headphones so i'm going sans headphones right now because i broke another pair i mean that really is like my eighth pair of headphones i am so brutal with things but this was all so beautiful and thank you to Alyssa and all of amy's crew they're just so nice and it was it was like it was like being on board like the Star Starship Enterprise. Everything was so high tech, and you know the sound was so pristine and beautiful, and it was just so cool, you guys. It was so cool, and Amy makes me laugh so much, and I think I did okay. If any of you got to listen, it's on the Sirius app. You can go and download it or listen to it at, a, at any time. I think this week or even next week, it's there. And we got to talk all about Summer House. We took a couple calls. Um, but for somebody that grew up on radio, it, oh man. And I got to, you know, I got to send pics to my parents. I, you know, and, and the thing is, I, it, it, it's good to go out and do things like this for me. It's good because I'm trying to like, kind of get back to, I'm so used to hiding behind a mic that it is really good to like get out there and do things and try to be like, okay, I know I don't love the way I look right now, but I'm going to go out there and do it and face the day. And hopefully that'll lead to other cool things. And I don't know. It was just really, really nice. And it's one of those rare moments in life where you're like, you can just say, I'm, I'm happy in this moment because those are so rare, right? It's so rare where like, sometimes it'll be like, that's why I think we're so obsessed with TV is because there's always usually one moment that's like happy, or that's why I go to concerts. Cause there's usually tons of moments that you can just be happy. You can disassoci disassociate from your own bullshit and just be happy. But it was one of those moments afterwards where I was like, damn, I'm happy. Like I was so juiced up that I was like, oh, I need a cigarette. I don't smoke anymore. And I was like, oh, I need a drink. And I was like, I don't really, uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm not drinking. So it was like, you know, when you're just so energized. You're like, Ugh! it was just so cool. And thank you guys. Like I said, the part of me getting to do things like that is because you guys are, um, are just open to uh, to listening, to being a part of the Instagram, all of that stuff, which by the way, the Instagram, the Instagram is close to 50,000 followers. Like I'm 900 followers away from 50,000. Please don't all go and follow me, you guys. That would Don't do it. I can already tell you're going to do it. Don't. Ah, you guys suck. <laughs> uh, but that's it. I was going to do a bunch of news stories, but since Laura is like an hour and a half, and then I'm going to do probably another hour or 45 minutes of solo summer house recap. So we'll, we'll save the news stories for Thursday. This is going to be a five episode week because there's just so much to talk about. So many good guests. And I love what I do. I love, I don't, I don't like all the little bullshit. You know, I was talking to my friend, Laurie, Laurie, she was having me listen to this book about, uh, 
this this about work and and the two types of workers there are and i thought this was fascinating is that there's visionaries and there's integrators and visionaries like can have these big ideas and they're like you know really creative and they like to communicate these things but integrators are the people that can make those ideas kind of come to life like i'm not good at an integration I don't even know if I'm good at visioning, but I'm better at visioning than integration. And uh, that hopefully is going to start getting a lot clearer with this show. So thank you for hanging in, you guys. Uh, this interview, like I said, goes all over the place. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's chill. Like this is just a conversation, I think, between two friends that watch all the same shows. Laura always makes really, really great points. She cracks me up. And then afterwards, we're gonna get super. We're gonna get super lit with the Summer House Solar recap. We're gonna go. We're gonna go dark. Zero dark thirty. Um, remember, if you don't want to ever hear an interview, if you don't want to hear my solar recap, check out the timestamps. If you look at the show description if you scroll down you will see timestamps so i will put a timestamp of when lara starts i will put a timestamp of when the solo recap starts so you might want to listen to the solo recap first you might want to listen to lara first you might not want to listen to any of this you might turn this off at this moment and if that is the case have a great rest of your day ma'am or sir but if not hang in let's have fun like i said check out from your day and your job or whatever and uh yeah Let's listen to Lara Marie Shane Halls from Sexy Unique Podcast. Guys, welcome back. Today uh, is a very special day just because I, I I get to catch up with somebody that I really genuinely like, I really genuinely admire. She is one of the reasons that I get to do the stuff that I do because she actually let me be on her podcast back in the day, but she's just like, she's just so fucking funny. Uh, you know her from the podca- podcast, Sexy Unique Podcast, which is going out on tour again. They've been all over the world at this point, which is insane. Uh, her and Carrie O'Donnell, they're both geniuses, but today I've got Laura. We're going to talk everything. We're going to do Summer House. We're going to see about Katie and Tom. We're going to talk maybe a little bad vegan. We're going to go all around the world. Laura Marie Shanals, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm literally was like on the edge of my seat, could not wait to come and do this podcast again. So it's always I, a pleasure. I, and it's so fun. Like I really, you... I get nervous because you're actually my friend, so I, I I feel like I never want to you you know like use the friendship. But I'm like God, some of these things I always just want to talk to you. Like what the fuck? Like we were texting. I was like Katie and Tom. What do you think? I like, know it's we. How are you? We're like a week into this thing. Are you holding up? I'm holding up great. I honestly feel like the universe everything it's like a puzzle when you get the last piece of the puzzle and everything makes sense finally (laughs) and tom Uh and katie divorcing is like the final chapter and also i think that i am psychic because i did kind of predict this at the beginning of the season or like was urging just like psychically for her I was her hoping to... you were going to fi- I was hoping you were going to find a way to insert yourself into this Oh yeah, no, that's tie. what podcasting is... is all about. Haven't you figured that out yet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I like I said I was like you said who do you think Katie and Tom is going to date first and I was like I want them both to date you. No, no. Like, I, I am uh, out of commission for both not interested to just put that out there right now. 
play playing hard to get. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that like I know it was like uh, we've all been saying this forever. You've been saying this like, but like it's still kind of like like made me sad because I'm kind of a pussy. Like I was like kind of bummed because I kind of thought there was also that chance that they stay together and they're miserable for their entire lives together. Well, I think now they can make other people miserable and that will be far more entertaining. Like they any like goodwill towards their miserable relationship that they had, they've already used it all up and like squandered it. So it was no longer (laughs) fun to watch them be miserable. It actually just made me miserable by proxy. And like I was covering Vanderpump rules on the pod. And then I just gave up this season because it was so bad. And it was incredibly irresponsible of me to do that as like a podcaster who like promises content week to week. But I mean, there's plenty of other content for the listeners to have, but I just, yeah, but you're so, this is you, but you're so entrenched with Vanderpump rules. I know. I I just could not do it anymore, but I mean, it probably will get renewed for another season now. And that's part of me is like, are they just like trying to pull a fast one and like tease this as drama? we live in this society now where like, I think the same thing, like, oh, it's Kim and Kanye and Pete. Is this kind of like play, you know, is this like a whole thing? But there's got to be real life at some point. Like, I don't think Katie and Tom are that good of actors where they, you know, like, I think this is totally real. Now I'm kind of like, wouldn't it be amazing if like Katie's drunk and like DJ James Kennedy hits it? I know that's I, I feel like people have been willing that hookup into existence and I would be 100 percent here for it. Dude, could you? And he's like, I got on the car. You know, remember when he was doing that with Dodie? Oh, and I would be so. On my Beamer. I'm sad that, like, Dodie. Like, the world that I want to live in on Vanderpump Rules is where Katie fucks James and then Kristen gets furious at Katie and then it causes all sorts of drama and then Katie becomes, like, the odd one out of the group. But we would really need the other two witches of WeHo to like ice her and then make her realize that she's stronger alone without them. And then she rises up and becomes queen supreme of the group, which she's never been before. And that would be the ultimate ascension. I think she should, or like go um, overseas and go to some kind of like Mayflower, like like a kind of like a midsummer thing where Katie's in the flower crown and she's smiling. Schwartz is in the bear costume. I mean, do we do we worry about Schwartz, or do you think Schwartz got so horrible because he was so so chicken to do it himself? So he's like, I'm going to get so bad that I'm going to make Katie break up with me. I think you're on to something right there. I think that he strikes me as the kind of guy that would never ever make a move himself because he has a great setup. He has a woman that doesn't really demand much of him. Like demands like doesn't even demand anything. Like asks timidly not, for basic not respect. Sex. Yeah, not, not sex. sex. Asks for respect but doesn't demand it and then like takes care of him. He has a house to live in. I'm sure that she like does everything for their house that needs to be done and like does basically just like mothers him. So why would he want to, why would he want to end that? Like, I understand that he might want to be out of the relationship, but doing the actual work to achieve that is not within his wheelhouse. So I think that he would just be as awful as humanly possible and like, just pray that one day she breaks up with him. And it's shocking to me that it 
it took her 12 years to do this. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, I mean, I'm really like, I'm fascinated in a, in, I'm really happy for Katie, but it'll be interesting to see the journey that she's on at this point. And like, I, I just am so curious about Katie on a date. Like Katie, like what if Katie turns out to be this amazing, fun person that like, she's like hidden all like, because she, she doesn't is. have to take care of somebody. So she's like, I'm fucking why I love to like have fun. It's just that I've been taking care of a goof for like the last 12 years. I started to see Katie in a very different light over the past couple years because I feel, and my theory was that Schwartz just sucked the life out of her and like m- turned her into a shell of herself. Cause it was always kind of, I think the fan and viewer reaction to her was like, God, Katie is like tequila Katie and she's so awful and she's such a buzzkill, but there's always like a reason that a woman is a buzzkill in that way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. what even made me think that more is watching Kyle and Amanda this season on summer house because Amanda, Ghost of Christmas future right there. Yeah. They're going to be really paying attention to this. Yeah, Amanda is like, she's always been my favorite person on that show. And like, I'm always like, God, she has the best style and like such a cool attitude. And she just is like, I would love to like hang out with her. And then this season, she's giving me shades of Maloney. And I really think that that has to do with being in like a very volatile relationship. Where it's just like Kyle, all you yeah. can do is just be a fucking nag. Well, and then I think you also realize like you can love a person, but then also realize the frailties of that person. Like you start to see, you know, they keep saying like we're five or six years into this thing. And I imagine Amanda's like, yeah, it doesn't look as cute when you need to get like hammered, hammered to like have any kind of glory or any kind of like, oh, the the, the way, you know, what I find a, as a hobby is I like to get shit canned in the Hamptons <laughs> on the weekends. And I like to like not even realize I'm in the same bed with Amanda sometimes. Like, you know, that's, you know, and I, I'm sure that's as evident now more than ever to Amanda than ever before seeing that you're like, oh my God, it must be shocking for her. Yeah. But it's also like, what makes you think that marrying someone is going to make that behavior get better. Like those two things are not, those (laughs) aren't related. Yeah. Wait, wait. If if nobody believed that, nobody would be married. Like literally that goes back to Britney saving Jack's. Like, I can't believe I did it. I nailed him down and I made him, I made him good. Like she, they, they literally think this like piece of paper absolves all sins. It like changes everything. No, and it makes your life so much worse. Like, Now, not only are you like in it with this person, you're tied to them legally and there's so much more at stake. Like if you're in a relationship for five plus years and you're like, God, the same behavior just keeps repeating itself and it doesn't get better. Like it's not going to change and getting legally bound to that person is not going to change their behavior. The only thing that's going to change their behavior is that they decide to change their behavior. A wedding doesn't do that. You know what does do it? Kids. And once you have kids, though, that changes. You got to throw kids on top of that and then everything's good, you know? Bravo loves this narrative of like, they they print money off of this narrative that I, I assume most of the viewers are smart enough to like be able to discern that like, this is not the answer to your relationship problems. But 
they it's over and over and over couples younger couples go through this and then the older couples it's like they're already in the shitty marriage and then they go on a show and they get divorced but these younger couples are like you're in kind of a shitty relationship but then you decide to make it even shittier by getting married and bravo is like celebrates both <laughs> yeah, Bravo. Yeah, <laughs> Bravo should actually like do it like a commission. Anybody that gets married because of something that in, influenced by one of their shows, they should get ten percent of, like Loverboy. You know, they Bravo should offer these people like free divorce attorneys or paying for their like divorce lawyers or something like that, or or just have a whole other show that I we take care of Bravo divorces. And it's a whole show based. Like we'll give it to you for free, but you're going to go through a TV show to get out of. Yeah, it. divorced by Bravo. Do you think Jax right now is like, I gotta be out there with my man. I think I, he so. needs me, dude. He need we he needs to he needs a lone wolf out there with him, Brittany. I gotta let you and the kid go. I think Jax is probably excited to have a bachelor pad to hang out with at and like a single Schwartz to like go out with for sure. And all that Brittany is I mean, shaking that's- in her boots. That's what I was saying. Like, imagine the fear going through Brit. It's like that, you know, like, oh, no, Jason's gone. Jax is back, you know, and he. Yeah, because it, it, it scares me. They we know nothing about their relationship right now, which is somehow scarier than them being on TV week to week. And yeah, like, like knowing. Too yeah, much we about almost were able to keep tabs on them a little bit. Yeah. Like the darkness going on behind the scenes, I'm sure is at an all time high because they control the narrative a hundred percent and can like hide all relative like details that fans would want to know. And then I just don't buy their like happiness narrative. Like Jax has changed narrative. It's. Did you see somebody sent me this, uh, like he loves to post like the good old days stuff on his, like, you know, if you weren't a, you didn't have a cassette deck and a can of skull, you didn't live, you know, like, but, uh, he said something of like, it was a meme of like, why would I ever, why would I ever put Coke up a nose that I paid a thousand dollars for? And I'm like, okay, Jack. Oh yeah. You would never do, you would never allegedly do blow call. Like, it's so funny. Like he, like we, we've been on this journey with you, dude. We know exactly who you are. And the, the, him rewriting things slowly over time. It's really like, it's, it's one of the, my favorite parts of Jack's. I know, but it's also so infuriating, but then also it's like, is he lying? Like he probably paid like $5,000 for his nose. So in his mind, he probably he's like, traded for like, yeah. you know, at, at Mr. Nose. Thank you for the work. Like he, remember he would tweet, he would at like companies that didn't even work. He still does that with companies that don't even work for him just in the hopes of getting free stuff. Mm-hmm. Like at Arco, you have good unleaded. Do you think that they're like, how are they financially solvent? That's like the big mystery. If you, you know, remember Jax has told us that after the first couple of seasons, he's good for the rest of his life. Yeah. Like he he said he's a millionaire. Many times. And remember, and then he had that tweet where he was like, uh, don't worry about me, you guys. I ha- invest in low income housing, <laughs> speakers and marijuana company. So he has his hands in a lot. He's like, you know, he's a chunky sweater version of Elon Musk in a way. Does he still have a tax lien? I th- uh, I don't know, but it was like in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah, no, it was like 1.2 million. Someone needs to do someone needs to do the important work, not me, and maybe not you. We're busy, but like look into Netflix. this. Yeah, I know. I want like well, a like, Netflix doc. 
Well, that's why we got to like, we can't put too much of a highlight on it because we got to give it time to like, let it play out. Mm -hmm. Like we can't draw attention to it now because we want like all this shit to happen and then have the documentary come out, which you guys were talking about bad vegan the other day on Netflix, which I watched this like four part documentary. I told you guys about like, would you, if, if you meet a dude and he's like, not your type, but he's like, I'll make Tony, your dog, immortal. Are you in? Like, are you in without question? Like if he's no. like really convincing? Absolutely really? not. Okay. No. Uh-uh. Wow. I would not. I wouldn't. I would not. And I really like, I do think, I think that documentary is really fascinating. I was so sucked in. But I also think that Sarma was in such a vulnerable and sad place in her life that like that. And I think people have focused way too much on the making the dog immortal. I feel like the promises. It's like a fun buzz thing, but I want to know all these, like so much stuff has been left out that I want to know about the beginnings of their relationship and the conversations you have even to get up to that point. And then at what point is she in over her head where she just like, you know, I've been at points where I'm like, I I just give up. Like, I'm just going to go along with whatever happens at this point. Yeah. Like it, it, I think that there had to be some level of like attraction or like at least her, it did kind of touch on the money aspect, like how she might've thought that he had like millions and millions of dollars and was going to bail her out of all the debt that she was in. So I feel like that was like a huge motivating factor for being together. But like, I don't know. You'd have to catch me in like the most extreme vulnerable place to like get me to buy into my dog being a. I mean, but also, what a love story! They're like, you know, like tell, like, how'd you guys meet? Well, I was in the really the most vulnerable place I ever had been in my life, and he came around, you know, like, or that you see somebody he like well, me on he's words tweet- with friends. <laughs> he's he's he, well, he's tweeting back with Alec Baldwin, so he must be okay. Like that was like thing of like, well, Alec knows what he's doing, and and to know that. Ilaria and Alec met at her restaurant because she didn't take a bullet and date Alec. Mm -hmm. When Alec Baldwin is connected to any part of your life, it is not going to end well. No, there was like a two year period of like the 30 rock days where it was like cool to have Alec Baldwin in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's like on either side of that, it's just, it's totally a mess. And the fact that he's like, I love the fact of like, uh, a middle-aged Alec Baldwin, like, around, like, the streets of New York, just, like, he's the eligible bachelor, and he's trying to get, like, raw vegan chefs and yoga people, and then he winds up with Ilaria, which is, like, a whole, like, that documentary, this is, like, a precursor, like, I want that documentary. Yeah, he has a real thing for, like, health chicks, health and wellness women. What's that about? Because he doesn't see- seem very, like, healthy himself. Healthy, yeah. Well, yeah, he is kind of a paunch. Like, I mean, he's... He's a thick uh, man. Yeah, yeah with, like... <laughs> <laughs> no he is he's a thick girthy man he's a thick like, man really with like rage issues so i don't understand why like these you need ethereal to go women are attracted to him other than just i guess he's you... rich and famous i would pay for audio of him like dressing down ilaria like that's not how you do it online that's not how you gotta play it like me on twitter you're you're messing it up because he he does seem to get it like does he like scoff at ilaria like like really sure another another breastfeeding shot yeah i'm yeah. sure he's that, gotta be yeah i'm i bet you when that scandal came out where it was proved that she wasn't at all a latina <laughs> 
that he had a lot of choice words for her for getting into that pickle. <laughs> and I wonder if there was ever any kind of self-reflection of like at, like him talking to himself like, Alec, you got to get it together, brother. You knew you knew something was off. You knew some of her accent work was off. You are you studied at Juilliard. You know that that is not like I wonder. I just wonder if he ever had a come to Jesus moment with himself. And he's like, you know what? I'm in too far with this. I'm in too far. We have a, we have way too many kids. Five, at this they point. have like five or six kids together or something. Like also this is dark, but I'll bet there's even a version where he blames her for what happened on the film set. I, no, I'll bet. Totally I'll bet it like, is like I was so stressed out. I wasn't paying attention. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about our kids, and then this thing happens, and like it's all your fault, actually, because he seems to be not wanting I mean, to take any responsibility for that. He is so, like I think he'll go down as like a really good actor from Thirty Rock, and also really good at not taking responsibility. Incredible at not taking any responsibility. <laughs> next, <laughs> next level in not taking any kind of responsibility. Um. Okay, so you've been on tour now for like like a couple months on and off, and you're going on another four dates. Where are you going in in May? Is it uh, in June? Starting June second, I uh, Carrie and I will be. Hang on, I'm pulling up all the dates because I can't keep them keep track of them off the top of my head. June second in Denver at the Bluebird Theater. June fourth in Minneapolis at the Cedar Cultural Center. June fifth at in Detroit at the Majestic Theater, and then June 7th back in Philly at City Winery for to like that's basically a makeup show for the show that I missed due to COVID and had to be on Zoom. So this one's going to be IRL. oh, yeah, because Carrie went and did that by himself, mm-hmm. right? And you showed up and put, yeah. yeah, um, is it? I mean, do you love touring? Is it fun? It's so fun. Yeah, I love going. I love traveling and going to different cities. And even though you just get to be there for like a few days, it's just it's a really fun lifestyle. And it's like you travel, go somewhere and do a show where people like want to they pay to see you like do your thing on stage. It's like the best feeling. What has been the weirdest experience so far on tour? Like any weird fan experiences or or listener experiences yet? There was like... One mega fan in Salt Lake City, which was a Salt Lake ended up being such a fun show because it was so random and such like it's not a hot market for us. Like we're obviously if you look at our tour dates, like we've <laughs> it's we've, not a hot market. Wait, wait, what? I know you guys, you, you, shocker. But like we've gone to the bigger cities first and then booked Salt Lake City thinking like, oh, it'll draw in the Real Housewives crowd. And we ended up, the room ended up feeling pretty full. I think we sold like 80 or 90 tickets total. But we had one fan that was so drunk and was like trying to kiss. She like kissed me on the neck. She was like kissed Carrie on the chest. And like, I just, I appreciated (laughs) her fervor and passion. But it was also like, it was a little bit, she was a little drunk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shout, shout out if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love that. I mean, so do you still love, I mean, I know this sounds like a silly question, but like, do you love podcasting? Do you love what you do? Do you love that you get to do this? Like, do you still love it as much as you used to? Cause you know, it used to be all lulls and stuff and you've actually made a career out of this. And a lot of people look to you for your opinions. It, has it gotten, is, are you still happy with it? I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Like there was a period of time. I think it's like finding, 
you have to really find the right balance between like where you're doing as much work as you can possibly do without entering like a burnout zone. And I think like by the end of last year, I, I was pretty burnt out just because Carrie and I had, we like pre-recorded a bunch of stuff. We were doing like four episodes a week. Are we doing like five episodes a week and like one bonus, like four wide release and then like pre-recorded two episodes a day to prepare for like the winter Christmas, like new year break. And after that, I was just like, well, I have like, I have nothing left to say. And like, no, I'm just like burnt the fuck out. So it's about figuring out how much content you can make without like the quality of it going down. Yeah. And it, well, it's, it's, it's also, also hard those- because, and you know this, like podcasting is like the more content you make, the more advertising money you can make and like the more you get paid. So you're incentivized to like put a lot of stuff out there. But the like quality versus quantity was really something that I was like, okay, I'd rather have like really, really funny episodes and make sure that I feel really good about them rather than just trying to like do a bunch. Plus it's like, if I do that much, it's just like, it's unsustainable. Yeah. I mean, how much, uh, how much does it depend on the show too? Like, you know, I, I went into Salt Lake thinking, oh my God, mm-hmm. the second season, like this is going to, this is going to make work so easy. It's like so, so ripe. And then by the end, I thought it was a complete fucking like, me- like not even a mess that I was enjoying, like making heads or tails of. I don't know how you, th- what you thought about it or what you guys thought about it. But to me, by the end, I was like, I feel soul. I feel like dead. Yeah. It was got really confusing towards the end where you're like, I don't understand. I started to like doubt my reality because I was like I don't know what these women are fighting about like I can't and from like even a perspective of like writing notes and then trying to relay what the fight was about to listeners it made uh, my job really hard because I was like I actually can't explain motivation yeah I can't tell you anything that's actually happening it's so confusing and then I feel like stupid and I really think Bravo's fallen into this trap i think over and over they did it with vanderpump rules this season i mean i'm sorry like i could not fucking do it with that show anymore it was like making me so miserable to have to watch it like i had i for the first time in my life had no desire to watch vanderpump rules which never has happened to me ever and like when also when you know there's like you're like oh man there's still like 15 episodes left you're just like such a long road ahead (laughs) i know and salt lake was like that too where you're just like we've done now 24 episodes like six months of talking about this show that just sucks so it's hard like i had it but also they had it all like we went in going this should be the best season ever like beverly hills was going to be a warm-up for like the insanity that salt lake was yeah and it just like it was just like I don't, this just became like a really unfocused mess by the end where you're like, you know, you have Meredith treating Mary Cosby like an equal, you know, of like, yes, Mary, that makes tons of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like what is, what's happening? Yeah, it was really confusing and I think suffered from just like a, too many episodes. Beverly Hills started to feel like way too many episodes too. And like, I really liked this last season of Beverly Hills, but it's just like, I like a, I think shorter, leave the people wanting more. You know what I mean? 
It is yeah. really dependent. You- it is really dependent, though, on the shows that you're talking about. Because, like, Sex and the City was, like, the most fun. or And just like that was, like, the I mean, most like- fun <laughs> I've ever had podcasting. It was, like, so, so fun. For the reboot, right? For the reboot. And, like, even, like, Lindsay Lohan's Beach House that show oh my god it was made see, no like, sense if it can be a nice yeah but it was great like it, and just like that i was like like i i think hate watching is just as valid as real watching mm-hmm. because like like and just like that like i looked forward to it every week i would shout at the tv they were like you know like it was just everything like even even che aside like you have steve they're like, like you know near death like you know it was so fun and funny it wasn't what i think they wanted to do at all but it worked on this completely bizarre level where they just announced the second season today I know, i'm so happy I'm so I hope happy. They, I hope it's just. I hope it's just as bad. I hope they it don't turn absolutely. Like, we found our voice. We found it our absolutely voice. will be just as. There's no world in which they find their way back from whatever they did this past season. Like, there's no way. And I really think that Michael Patrick King is like hell bent on making Shay like even more of a presence. Like and, yeah, like he's gonna be like screw oh, you guys. I'm gonna double down, rippling down on Shay. Like, and so I just can't wait because also by the end of this past season, I feel like people were kind of coming out of COVID, and so I was able to like watch the finale with like a group of people, and yeah. it was one of the most fun nights I've had all year because like it is just like people scream laughing at the show and it's really meant to be experienced like in a communal setting where you can interact with each other and interact with the show. So like if you want to bring movie theaters back, like that was my, like I remember watching the season premiere of Vanderpump rules a couple years ago with you at that nice screening room. Mm -hmm. And it was like a pat and it was like so much fun to watch it with people. I'm like, these shows can have a second and third life. Imagine being able to go to your AMC and seeing like scary Island at like midnight, you know, and just being able to like get, get high, like go in and go have fun. But sex in the city, like why? Like we never, like you have Cleveland. I still want to know what happened in Cleveland. Like, like Miranda went to Che. What happened? Like, I I know like they, they, it's insane. Uh, sorry, Whatever they did, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I would not desire to be in that writer's room, I don't think, just because, like, imagine how frustrating it would be to be like, I think that this should happen because of the show that we all watched that led us to this point. And people being like, no, we're going to do this. That makes absolutely no sense for any of these characters. And you having to be like, yeah. okay. It was like, well, Carrie, like, it was like she got unfrozen in time, and then she all of a sudden woke up, and it was 2022. Yeah. Like, she didn't know, like, like the podcasting of it all had to have, like, really, really inspired you. Because, like, that's really kind of what podcasting is like. You have, like, a group of people. You go to a studio. You know, you have live callers on a podcast. All of that <laughs> stuff is, I mean, you that's exactly how it is. You have uh, I'm so you know, happy. a funny man like Bobby Lee. Yeah, I'm so happy that she has her own podcast now the thing that should have happened in the pilot episode <laughs> i'm glad that it took she, 10 oh episodes. no she was learning the ropes of podcasting and by by the time we see her in the second season she will be at the top of the podcasting charts she's like howard stern in the second season <laughs> <laughs> she has a robin and a glass pot robin what do you think about that robin 
Yeah, so I'm I'm really happy that Carrie Bradshaw is a fellow elite podcaster now. And yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm kind of dreading Beverly Hills coming back just because it's like so soon. It's so soon. When is it? Do you know when it's back? It's like it's like May fourth. I think it's like coming. It's like really coming up quick. There was not enough of a break between like housewives. There wasn't. Yeah. None of them were able to get like face surgeries in between. They didn't have any time to rest. Like Kyle can't blame her nose job on Halloween this time. I know. Like there's so much. Like what? And then it, we're, it's just going to, that will be the rest of the year. You understand that like yeah, once that starts. That takes us into the new year. Yeah. Like that is the end of Q2. All of Q3 and Q4 are completely <laughs> held together <laughs> by Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Wait, yeah, I don't know. I'm so I'm glad gonna... you use the Q2, Q3. I'm oh, so like glad you're using lingo. the Q2. Yeah. Yeah, do you think, Carrie, we need something for Q3. Um, so yeah, it's really important to find a show that inspires you and that you love to talk about. And so that's been, I think, with the influx of like more and more TV and more to choose from, it makes it harder to like find that content. But I think the show is the best when it's both of us being like, really excited to talk about whatever yes. show like that always Which is, is exactly make a better why... episode than just like us having to like slog through something even though like all of those episodes are really funny too but it's just like for me i want to feel the magic happening like in the room so that it doesn't feel I... like work and I think that's why the Vanderpump Rules thing, you, there's like a period of like being crestfallen because it, it was it reached such great heights and it like was it meant so much in a lot of so many of our worlds that there's like this adjustment. Like I but also I don't leave family like I, I stand by family. So I'm going to go down with this ship, even though I think they can course correct in the 10th season. But even if they even if they don't, I will watch it until the bitter end. I know, you know? that's like not, what I, I thought, never too. Be but then something just. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I really thought you, I will be in it. And then I was, I did. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck them. Like, they don't get, they don't get to take my best years and like then treat me like this with not one, not two, but three god awful seasons of television. Yeah. No, um, Okay, but I I will say though that's why Summer House is so amazing because I'm like I love watching it. Mm -hmm. I look forward to it every week. There is like I laugh like there's so many things to riff on in that show. There's so many like it's. But one last thing about Vanderpump Rules before we get to Summer House. What was the exchange again with you and Katie and the tea towels? <laughs> what was it? What, are you are you allowed to bring that up? I or am. Yeah. Really oh yeah. This was like an iconic moment where this was I like knew years ago. Yeah. This was years ago. I think this was about twenty. This was early. This was Q one twenty seventeen, and I had just started Sexy Unique podcast. And I said that I did not, I was glad to have my own podcast because I could finally say my truths about the cast and most importantly, my truth about her and Tom's wedding invitations, which were printed on tea towels, which I said just reminded me of a cum rag. And then that prompted Katie to fly into a rage. She commented on like a bunch of my sex unique podcasts. So she listened to it or somebody somebody pointed it I out. I think to her someone pointed it out to her. She heard it. Somehow she caught wind of my opinion and took to Instagram to let me know that like she she and she said, I'll clog your drains with my cum <laughs> She threatened my plumbing. 
<laughs> Which I'm like, I guess you, you could do older, that. But you live in an older building too, and you got to watch. You got yeah, you, but you I rent, so it really like wouldn't be my problem. Okay. Um, yeah, I just but. You know, you'd have to use the bathroom, but that is it. But Katie, like when Katie stands up for herself, it's always like that kind of weird footing of like she's saying something, but she's not landing it completely. Not landing. I think she views herself. Yeah, I think she views herself a little artistically at times. So she'll kind of like Mm -hmm. think. I don't know. It's interesting because she said a couple things that are like very poetic, or what I think she thinks is poetic. Yeah, she made it. Social media. It was a memorable, beautiful moment that then someone. Uh, made a cross stitch out of that threat and I have that hanging yeah, in my be- kitchen to this day <laughs> yes. and I every day I see it it fills me with joy it's maybe the best threat that anyone's ever made against me if you guys want to get a good laugh watch the Jack's roast from Vanderpump Rules like one of the good seasons <laughs> and Lara's in the background and she has her mouth open like how the fuck did I get here and it's like where they're all like ripping on Jack like Jack's loves coke and dudes and and Britney's mom's there and you see it one second Lara just looks like confused and like where the fuck like you look like totally disassociating from what is actually happening and you can you can pause on the moment and it is so clear what her non-thought is and it's like <laughs> How did I get here? It is really, it's like a second life for that show when you see that. I was so uncomfortable and like, because there were moments where I would be in the background of the show, like invited to filmed events. And it was actually always like an incredibly uncomfortable experience because I'm like, imagine going into a room of people who you've talked just like rampant shit about and then you're not going to go in there. I'm like, I'm not going to go in there and be like, yeah, you pieces of shit. Because I don't really think that about them. Like, IRL, I don't care one way or the other. But then to be in there and then be like, oh, my God. Like, I've said so many things. Like, just mercilessly make fun of these people. And it is a really awkward experience. And then not only that, but then to see them try their hand at what they believe to be comedy is also it's shocking and i was shocked yeah yeah (laughs) well i mean and we and we still get like the we had a little scene you and i really uh, we fully infiltrated yeah and that became a meta full circle moment i think and i i thought that was just like an extra scene we were getting invited to and then it turned out it was just me you and your friend and it was like a scene with like they mic'd us up. There was nobody else in Tom Tom, and it was like presented as a busy night at Tom Tom. But it, the we got opening there at like 5 night PM. of Tom Tom. It was the opening. Yeah, it was like we got to line down to the mother load. Yeah, and we and and the thing was like I immediately got nervous and like Laura, she was you were like. You were totally cool and collected. You started improving. You started riffing with Lisa. <laughs> like you did. Like they were like spicy. You, it was. It was really interesting. Like you really flew in that moment. Thank you. I'm a professional. You know what I mean. Like hire me to be an extra <laughs> non SAG actor in your reality series. I'll give it I my all. Being and so scared. That was like upper echelon. I felt like we were. Uh, our talents were being honored by being put with like the A-list talent of that show, which is, I guess, Lisa Vanderpump and her. It was cool. She trusted us enough to not even want to rehearse. Like she was like, let's like we did she it was twice and that was in it. and out. Yeah. She was a yeah. no speak to you until the cameras are rolling, then treat you like you are her best friend. Best. And then immediately after the camera stop, leave. <laughs> It was, it was one of the most bizarre. And then I thought, then I got scared because I was like, oh my God, I literally 
brought one of the number one trolls with me. Like I thought we were going to be background extras with like 60 people. I'm like here with one person that has a podcast making fun of Vanderpump rules. And I was like, Oh no, like it's hysterical. But I was like, at some, like, remember the guy was like, the producer was like, you look familiar. Do I know you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, I was like the people, the listeners deserve this moment and like I'm really I'm proud of us and I have you to thank for that like absolute final infiltration of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, maybe was, maybe was, the moment where it it jumped the shark was that season six I mean, tr- or seven it, w- it was uh they're on nine right now that was season seven I think okay yeah so it was fully in the decline marked by our appearance <laughs> on the show uh but what is not in this decline is summer house this show and i remember back in the day when you weren't watching summer house and you like you fell in love with it and you really really you had like a carl moment where you i don't know are you still obsessed with carl i am out with mary a long time ago or like a while back and and we were talking about carl for a bit but like where are you at with carl now i Still have a lot of love for Carl, and but I also have so much love for Lindsay, and so I really can't. I had to like kind of turn down my Carl love in order to let their love flourish. Respect. Yeah, because I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up something. And I've like tried to do a little bit of research or ask people like, "Do you think this is real? Do you think what?" And then the general consensus is it's very real and very serious. So I want to be as respectful. I love the thought of you act. You That's asking not... random strangers, like, oh, I'm hey, t- real quick, I'm do you, what do you think about Lindsay and Carl? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just taking a quick temp. Uh, let me show you this guy. But I think it's completely real, too, but you don't want to be the Sierra of a situation. You don't want a love triangle, possibly, with Carl. No. Because when we talked last, before they got together, you were even, we were trying to encourage you to slip into a, a slide into a DM kind of a situation. I know, and I wanted to, but he was already, it, he wasn't even going to be in New York at the same time as me. And so I was like, well, if I can't like arrange some sort of meetup, I think I, I was in New York and he was in Southern California. So it just was like, it was not meant to be. And I feel like if Ships they found, night, yeah. if they found each other and they're, totally meant to be like i'm not gonna throw a wrench into that like i'm just gonna wish them the best and like let love take flight that's that's so big of you and a lot of women don't actually follow that kind of lead that you are like that really truly is so and and Lindsay, if you're listening that is something that is like respectable you know Yeah, and i think it's like carl's been through a lot and like he's i just i want him to be happy and i really want Lindsay to be happy and if they have that with each other like I don't want to fuck that up for them. Wasn't it amazing that this episode, the backdrop was also, it was the one year anniversary of Carl's brother's death. And like, people are literally like losing their shit over Austin. And then we cut to like him and his like girlfriend, Michaela. And he's like, it's, you know, one year, one year anniversary. Tough. It's tough. You know, and I'm like, wow, like real shit to like Austin shit. Yeah. No, I can't imagine spending. I was like, this is my hell being around a bunch of drunk people. A, that party that they were at, fun. I like the theme and the outfits, but it it truly looked like the hottest day in the history of weather. Like, just... Everybody kept, like, like Andrea kept like, let me put ice cubes on your body. And Luke was like, oh my God, it's so hot. Everybody kept saying it was so hot. Yeah, and then you're in, like, polyester outfits and the sun is blaring down on you and people are just taking shots of fireball and everyone's so fucked up and like 
I just couldn't imagine. You can smell it. Like you can like that's like dirty water. Yeah, and then like, like imagine like people are going into the pool at like at a full day of like just you know Kyle's like done costume changes mm-hmm. like so much weird like and especially after COVID like we're just throwing ourselves in pools like this. Yeah, and you know I've have you ever been in a pool or around a pool when it's like so hot outside that the pool isn't even that inviting anymore and you just see like a sheen of like body oil and sunscreen floating on the top and love and lover boy you have lover. Oh, Oh, yeah, on that. And, like you know people are just like peeing in that pool like it is oh. just they're like by the way because i hear if you're a guest you can't go inside the actual summer house really so like where are they pee- like my friend sophie who you know sophie ross mm-hmm. uh i know she's been on your pod before she was in this party scene she was there oh my god and they had like porta potties and stuff okay. and she was like hammered too like you can kind of see her in the background is it also weird like i think sophie's sophie's beautiful but like the rest of the people like the guests there's like a really marked difference in the level of beauty we're bringing into the house. And I wonder if that's a rule. Like you got to be a, you got to be a solid four to get in the house. Yeah. I was like, who are all these people? Cause I was like, are these They're just like, like, like randoms some bikers? that were scouted and like told to come to this party and like film this scene? Cause it seems like it's, it seemed like fan energy, not like friend energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, because at a certain point, like Andrea is like trying to do shots with women that he obviously doesn't know, but he's like, "Hey, let's do it. the tequila is very good here. It's very good, you know." <laughs> I love Andrea so much. I think he's I my new Carl. He really it like isn't it amazing to see men kind of micro like learn how to be like kind of decent people when Luke was trying to explain to Austin of like, "No, because fuck boy." I was, mm-hmm. you are, you got to, and he was like, go tap a tree, bro. Like, and was it was, proud. it was nice to see people learn. Yeah. yeah. I was really proud of Luke in that moment. Um, I thought that I had the hots for Austin until last night. And then I was Ugh. like, he's a fucking pig. It took you until last night. Yeah. But I don't you, watch Southern you Charm. Were on the fence? I don't watch Southern Charm. So really my only, okay. And I didn't watch all of Winter House. Uh, okay. So I really only got like a taste of Austin here and there on an oh, episode just... of Southern Charm and then a little bit of Winter House. And I was like, okay, he's like tall and hot. And then that's really never all say, I knew. Never say taste of Austin ever again. <laughs> I got a taste of Austin. Like, oh, like the the fact that this guy, like Sierra, I don't really like, I'm neither here nor there on Sierra, but you know, you she's a very beautiful woman. Stunning. And then you see this, this dork and like the like he's like like looking at her through like three eyeballs in the kitchen and he's like what have I told you Lindsay open mouth kissed me what are we, what would you do like I'm like you dude the, the scene should literally be like oh my god you like me can I just marry you right now like the scene literally shouldn't should just end there I'm really soured on Sierra after last night's episode after the past two episodes and to see how she's like handled this entire Austin situation is just like I'm really disappointed I think she's acting like a psycho and she's got a little Hannah burner in her she does and I'm like shocked also that no one is just blatantly being like fuck you Austin get out of this house like why is I don't understand how this is all coming back to the queen Lindsay also like don't they understand the hierarchy of the summer house by now? Is that like they don't? 
Nobody respects the rules of the summer house. No like, one does. The fact that Sierra, Sierra's a two, like second season in, mm-hmm. like Maya's already assimilating better than Sierra. Oh yeah. Uh, Sierra, like, but, and also how dangerous, like I, like thankfully Sierra's not nursing right now for her not to know what a lobotomy is. Like yeah, I would be so like, like we're just trying to find a vein. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> I love nurse model every time that <laughs> she pops up on screen. <laughs> But I was just like, okay, how are you going to sit here and just blatantly disrespect the OGs of the summer house? That's like rule number one. Like Lindsay can do whatever she wants. She always has. And it's also like not that serious because it's Lindsay. Like I don't think that she – I don't think she really cares that much about Austin. Clearly she's not out to like – she's out to have a good time. Uh, she's not trying necessarily to only fuck Austin. She came home with that other guy and like was like, like that was the having best end of him. the show. Yeah, like, the best end of the show was her coming in like over the shoulder of some strange man, and she was like, ah, and Austin's like like eating pizza with Luke. Yeah, like you know? which by the way, I thought they would be upset at each other. They went out and partied after he told Luke to go tap a tree. Yeah, like I think Lindsay, it's like. To know Lindsay is to know that she's unpredictable. She loves to drink and get a little messy and emotional. But ultimately, I think that she's a girl's girl. Like, I'm thinking back and I don't know. I can't off the top of my head think of times where she's, like, been blatantly, like, rude or mean to... A girl. I feel like as I'm saying this, I like hear your listeners being like, well, there was that one time. Yeah. But like, I don't, I can't, I can't. Well, how would you differentiate her girl girl to Paige's girl girl? I think Paige, I don't think Paige has ever liked Lindsay and I don't think that she respects never, Lindsay. Never. Yeah. And so I think like she's almost forced to a little bit this season and you can see that she's uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, you just have to like, love Lindsay for who she is and accept that that is she is who she is and she's like your crazy girlfriend that's just gonna be kind of like all over the place a little bit like I love what she said though she's right she's like Austin's a dude he wants to have sex and guess what I'm gonna have sex with whoever I want it's my birth like it's like and no one is literally I just want to bump uglies no one is in a monogamous committed relationship and those are unfortunately for Sierra the rules of being single is like he does not owe you anything yes it's like disrespectful but it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to engage with this person knowing how he feels and he also came to the house to celebrate Lindsay's birthday he did not come to visit you and then it happened to be her birthday like Lindsay invited him. no he, completely you're completely right but I do think Austin was like he was like oh both yeah. of them are there well, yeah. hey, let's get the old dick wet like, like, either way it's a win-win yeah yeah, that's, I mean, really, like, he, it, it, it just keeps reminding me of somebody that, like, has to- been told they're cool so much that they start to believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just like, <laughs> and he's, like, all pasty and doughy, and you know he hasn't wiped correctly, and, like, there's just all these things happening there. And then to bring, like, I just keep cracking up when they'll be, like, they'll bring fish into it, and they'll be like, <laughs> when he told Lindsay, he texted Lindsay, like, last year of, like, I want to I wanna make you my girlfriend this year, which we found out in Winterhouse, and then he said, hey, 
I can't be responsible for that text message. It was New Year's Eve, and I was at a fish show. And then we found out it was an online fish show. It wasn't even a in-person fish couch. Yeah, it was couch And he was dressed as the Joker. He was dressed as the Joker. Yeah, he was probably really fucked up. And I think he says a lot of things to to women, especially when he's under the influence, just because it's like, well, get him attention or get him, like, get him to get fucked or something. But, like... You have to know what you're dealing with to assume that like things are going to be different because he's in the house or like you can that or to assume that you have any control over his actions and decisions is like the first mistake. And I think it's interesting to see Sierra and I don't like write her off as like a villain or anything. I don't love that she's going to like throw a glass at Danielle. I think that that's like really bad behavior. Wrong person too. Yeah. Like, like, I, I also think Danielle can fu- like Danielle's no joke. Like there's a moment in this week's where she was like, are you going to let her call you a fucking petty bitch or whatever? May we all have a friend like Danielle who's ready to like fucking have our backs. Also, I was like, these people are on a lot of amphetamines. There was something happening besides liquor to be that alert. I think they're on, on top like, of that much coke. booze. Yeah. Or a lot of Adderall. Like you're just, they are going all day and then able to go out at night and they're all so intense. I feel like the Coke was laced with like meth maybe. <laughs> well, they kept, they kept showing, they kept showing the timestamp and I'd be like, 817? <laughs> it's only 817? Like I was exhausted. It was like. It, it, from beginning to end, it started and it just did not stop until Lindsay got like within bed with that dude at the end. And I was like, this is too much. I like know. this is literally. And then you would just have these like quiet moments with Carl and McKenzie where you'd be like, I'm starved. So I'm, I'm really starving. Eat a pizza. Wow. I'm yeah. sorry. You're going through I'm this. I'm going to dig into like, this. Okay. <laughs> but like, who is this girl? Too, I know. Friend? I'm like, I, they don't seem incredibly like well matched or there's some sort of passion missing that I think thankfully with Lindsay the passion is like reignited but like but Carl doesn't seem concerned with Lindsay being with like a like Carl doesn't seem concerned Lindsay doesn't seem concerned with Carl it's like funny like that they wind up together because I know they have a special friendship but in this these episodes they completely like leave each other alone yeah and they've gotten over the like resentment or whatever weirdness there was when they like tried to kind of date finger blast yeah yeah and I love I like that they were able to do that and like go their own ways but still be friends and then like find their way back to each other at like a different time in their life but like I'm I think it's interesting that Sierra's revealed this side of her personality because it's like it's definitely relatable and like it also is like this is the most vulnerable she's been like this entire like her entire stint on summer house so far and like it's that for that reason it's interesting to see like she's but it's just so funny it's over austin i know it's like it's really that kitchen scene he was like you know he was just like you know like and she's like i like you that's and he goes yeah we check we check all the boxes and you could tell she was like, hee hee, like, oh, like, I'm like, dude, you are talking to a fucking hammered person right now. Like, there is, like, he's just trying to, like, be clever or, like, trying to, like, I hope I don't come off too drunk right now. And he's like, shit can't. I know. And it's like that. I mean, I think Craig is also 
repulsive. Like, yeah, well, that's what I wanted. What are your thoughts on Craig? Because we saw Craig kind of like gaslight page, or like, which I hate that word, but like he really was like, I didn't know you were that dumb to believe Lindsay. Like, like what a thing to say to somebody earlier in the season. And Paige, for being you know a quote strong woman, she like ran after Craig. Like, no, Craig, Craig, Craig. No, it's Craig. A, it's like crazy. I'm like you guys are definitely how old are they they're in their late 20s right they're not necessarily no i think i think craig's like mid 30s no but sierra and Paige, they're younger sierra's younger she's like 26 Sierra's like 26 i think okay yeah yeah. this is like classic 26 year old behavior like where you get i think that they think that these guys are really hot and cool because they're stars of their own tv show and like yeah they have so many fans and like so many women want to fuck them, but they're so pillows. fucking disgusting. And like they are Sierra and Paige are completely out of their league. They're like out of their universe. And I think sometimes as a young woman, you have to like get obsessed with and like lust after these absolute troll of a guy like guys before you kind of wake up and realize like oh wait like i can do way better than this so i pray that Paige sees the light someday because it's also embarrassing to see her like curl up on the bed and be like hey like, i can't wait for you i'm just Guess like you're talking to greg over andreas so Sounds like uh, sounds like Austin's burning a lot of bridges out there. Ooh, they're always like so hungover. Not? Like that kind of dude is like so gross. They're just like farting all the time. I'm sure they have like red <laughs> eyes because they're just like a hungover. They're in a constant state of bloat. And then they, they, there's always like a hair of the dog joke, you know, like a little hair of the dog never hurt no one. Yeah, they, do they even have like jobs beyond being? drunk on tv that's sad craig used to be a lawyer and then has not done that anymore to then be just getting fucked up on television that's loser behavior when i was talking to sandoval a couple months ago i was just like he i mean he was very aware he's like yeah man this is uh this is all gonna be over one day and he's like (laughs) and i got uh I have a house bill. Like, you know, you could see like the fear of like realizing and that's like, that's your future, Craig. Like you got to get it together. And like Austin, like, yo, imagine doing that and then not even being able to get your shitty beer off the ground. Like at least car, like Kyle and Amanda have lover boy. Like Austin has a beer that he can't even like really use. Like he's just not good enough to even use the show for the benefit of being on a show yet. No, he like, he just like, doesn't just sleep with people. Yeah. I mean, I guess at least Shep is like generationally wealthy, so he doesn't really have to worry about That's this kind of stuff. Exactly. It's, but like yeah. I, the same, I don't think can be said for these two. And I'm like, and even Shep is like, he lost his luster really fast because it's like, well, but now he's with a girl. He's with, been with a girl, that girl for a couple of years now. Oh, really? So I think it kind of kept him out of, oh my God, I was about to text you that because uh, I saw like Shep was like giving major Jack's vibes on Twitter. <sighs> he was tweeting at the Pope. He was like, going to be in rome how do i get tickets to the mass at pontifex no you know like and then and then he tweeted bobby flay he's like in new york for a layover where are the best places to eat b flay and i'm like oh this is like so jacked that's crazy also have you heard of google (laughs) no twitter twitter is rich people's googles 
Like that is what it is. Like, like what Twitter time is, is rich it? people who. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> They're like, hey, hey at Joe Big Biden, ben, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous. Um, what? So. What do we think of Alex, the new guy? He was there at the party, but they didn't show him at all. You gotta I, get him out of there. He, I'm, I don't like Alex at you gotta all. Gotta get him out of there. Yeah. I kind of like the thought that he's like such a misfire that there's entertainment in it for me. Where he's such, like he's always in the kitchen cooking his meat, and I think there's something like funny. Like I like that Summer House can have those big storylines, and then it can like misfire. But the misfire to me is just as entertaining because you're like, how did this guy get? Like they they must have interviewed this guy. What are we missing here? Who there has knows to be something him? More. It really seems like he has no connection. Andrea supposedly. Andrea supposedly. Maybe they're like, they modeled together once. Alex yeah, is just yeah, too obsessed with protein intake to like, it's like, you've got to just like relax. Like don't let protein be like the number one thing you have to do. That's this the summer. lady in his life. That's the, no, lady that is his, that's his job. He's like, must have protein. And it's so important to him that he forgets that he's on a TV show, but I'm like, you've got to just like make protein like second tier and summer house first tier. It is funny to see him totally like, not fit in but i'm also it also gives me like an awkward stressed out feeling because i'm like we've all i feel like we've all been on vacation or been around a group of people where there's like that one person that you're just like why are you here and those <laughs> yeah, people yeah, make I'm me sad all the time <laughs> no like alex watching alex watch sierra a couple episodes ago like blindfold kiss carl <laughs> and it was just like this dude, like, you can just tell he took that probably really hard, yeah. even though it was just like a non, it was like a not, it was like a party moment. And he was like, damn, my love, my love loves someone else. You know, it was like, it's just like a blindfold kiss, but you could tell he was just like, I guess she's not in love with me. You know, like he wants the commitment, right? Like he was like, Amanda, what am I doing wrong? Amanda, what am I doing wrong? How do I lock this down? And it's like, dude, it's like you know like she she literally goes grab her like, <laughs> no, which is I a wild like, piece of advice don't grab do her that. Grab like her. but also it's not like he's an unattractive guy like it's like you clearly have you're clearly like very attractive you're highly motivated you're like successful <laughs> whatever it is you're doing like you need to just have some confidence and like trust yourself I don't know. It's like, a, what's the point really of working to get a body out. like that? I know to then what's not the point of use working it? to get a body like that. If if that, if, but then if you're not going to be confident, no, like, like you know what I'm saying. Like, what would be the point? I know if I had like Elle McPherson's body, I'd be like stroll, just like walking up to dudes and like kicking them in the pool, and then being. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, I love the fact that you used Elle McPherson. Like that was such a. It's also like if. <laughs> If I was, I'm trying to think of, if I was Kathy Ireland, what I would do is, um, I'd be strolling around in bikinis all day. Like it's like Sierra. I'm just like, you're so hot. Like you just walk around in a bikini all day and all night. You literally like, if you're that beautiful, just on TV after you've been in the pool and drinking all day, you must be like blindingly attractive in real life. And for oh, you to just she, not She said have... she was bloated a couple episodes ago, and I was like, oh, my God. Her version of bloated, I'm like, you're the size of one of my legs. Like, what is going on? Like, 
I do like there's like a weird subplot, though, that Sierra takes like nasty shits. <laughs> Remember when they had her like she was like uh, real quick and she t- and like they literally timed her taking a two minute poop. And then like they said like Kyle and Amanda came in later and was like, oh, Kyle, did you just <laughs> fart? Like they really like and then later, like another episode, Sierra was like, I've got gas. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Like, you know, God balances everything out mm-hmm. of like she's beautiful, but she takes really nasty dumps. Yeah. And she's but I think I'm also now remembering her talking about her dad issues. And I do think that that plays a big role in like self-esteem and especially dating and putting up with like shitty behavior from just horrible. I thought you were going to say it gives you nervous tummy. No, I was like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Nervous tummy. It does track that she would (laughs) take two minute shits that are really bad. (laughs) What happens when you have an absent father. (laughs) Um, How, um, how sad for Prince that Kyle paid his respects to like, I mean, I want, did you see Kyle when he, he did a costume change into Prince and he comes out like, hey, hey, and I was just like, I'm so thankful Prince isn't around to see any of it. Or like, yeah. did you know if he was alive, somebody like, Hey, you had a shout out on summer house last night. He'd be like, what? Who? No, huh? it was no. so bad. Yeah. What do you think of Kyle this season? Like, where are you landing with him? Like, I really, I really like Kyle and Amanda. I, I don't, but I don't know, like, obviously, I don't love them as a couple. Like, they're really in that that spot. And I don't think it's five or, like, he's, he keeps saying, like, oh, this is six years, like, five or six years. Like, they genuinely hate each other. Like, there was, like, these, they came in from the road, like, a couple episodes ago. And he was like, traffic was bad. She was like, what? He said, there was traffic bad. And she's like, who? Derek? And she, and he literally walked off and he was like, fuck you, bitch. I know. Like, it was just, like, they're, they're murmuring shit about each other that they're so frustrated with each other. And it's like, that is like, I've been there. Like, that's not a great place. It's like a bummer. And they kind of both make me laugh sing like aside from that, but there just seems to be so much mess. Like, cause we even see next week, they're going to go into the, um, the the prenup conversation. And she's like, I'm not going to sign shit, which is like, yeah, but like, these are real issues. Like you get the sense that this really, that he does think she's lazy that he does like he's obviously tr- like works his ass off, but his hobby is to get shit canned hammered with buddies. And that's the only way he feels good. Yeah. You know, like is to get to lose it completely. I don't think he respects her like at all. And I also am just like, I don't think that she respects herself that much or has let herself like she is in a, awkward situation because her entire life is wrapped up in Kyle. Like they work together. She's like part of lover boy. They're married. Like it's too much entanglement. Like I think if they didn't work together, maybe it would be a little bit different, but I don't know. I've never really thought like, I like them and they've had cute moments with each other, but I've always thought that the way that we even met them on the show was like disrespect. It was, it's always been disrespectful. She was like a booty call that- turned girlfriend who he cheated on twice and then, and like came out on the show. And she just, I think, has always allowed him to be childish and be kind of disappointing as a partner but there's also a like there is that schwartz vibe where he also leans on 
I don't know. Like, I think I cheated. I got so hammered that I lost control of my memory function, my body, but I was still able to kiss and have like, I was still able to do all this. Like, like that is such a Schwartz thing where Mm -hmm. I'm like, like study these relationships. It's like you got, you're blaming, you're almost wanting to stay out and get shit canned so you can do something potentially dangerous to your relationship. Like you almost feed off that. And then Amanda, obviously it triggers her. And it's like this weird loop. Like, do you ever think, I mean, first off, do you think, do you think they'll split up? And if they do, do you think they'll wait until after the show is over? Depends on how bad their relationship really gets. Like, I think he he needs to stop drinking because there's no middle ground. It's not like he can just get buzzed like Sheena would advise him to. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Remember the Shay would like, I'm like, let's have two drinks of everything. And then she would always embarrass him. She's like, somebody is sober, so cannot enjoy the Costco <laughs> liquor that we got today. I'm obsessed. I need to rewatch that season for how Sheena handled so like addiction good. issues because it was truly shocking. And even now that I think as a society, we're like more compassionate and like have more of an understanding of addiction it would be even more like shocking to watch and and tom sandoval's coming over teaching them how to make eggs yeah like here's how you make eggs shay (laughs) like this is a nice healthy way to start the day is just you put a couple eggs in a pan and shay's like okay i get it yeah like a big old plate of eggs and broccoli (laughs) and just like fart it up for the rest of the day I mean, this is part of Shay's life for the rest of his life. He was a part of this. And he doesn't even probably get the benefits that all those other guys get. Yeah. TBD if he even got really paid for being on the show. He got what was in the bank account, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he got like the Ford SUV. That's all you need. But like, Um, I think Kyle needs uh, to stop drinking, maybe go into like a program of some sort and Amanda probably needs to go in a codependency or like Al-Anon type of program. And, but like Carl's right there. Carl's done so much good work and Kyle is like missing all of it. You know, like remember when like, like a couple seasons ago, Kyle like sat Carl down and said, I'm, I'm, you know, you're my best friend. I love you. You need to fit. You know, it's like Kyle has not learned from anything that he said to Carl. No, like this would be the time to like, Maybe let's, you know, you got a company, it's like really blowing up at this point. Maybe now is the time. And like, it really does seem that thing where he can't let go. Like it really, drinking really means something to him. And not like in a, I want to like, but it means something. Like it's tied into his youth. It's tied into everything. Because it's also, it's not, he's, he's become like the architect of his life in such a way that like his drinking doesn't it doesn't negatively affect any other part of his life except for his relationships. Like that's the one place (laughs) that the drinking negatively affects, but he can still go to work. He's still like killing it. Like everything else is fine, but this one thing is bad, but still that's like a sign that the drinking is bad where I think with Carl, it was like, this is a negatively affecting like every part of your life. And like, we're all worried about you. But I think it's easier to justify it if it's like, oh, well, the only person it's affecting is like my bitch wife. So like (laughs) and you can like discount it and it's like not real if it's just Amanda that's having a problem with it. But it doesn't make it it not a problem. We see the rest of like we know they get married unless like the editors are really fooling us. Like we already know how it ends. So it's like 
it's kind of doubly painful to watch because we, like I keep going like, well, how do they get, how do they, and like Kyle was like, this week is great, man. Like we have not gotten into a fight at all. I'm an inflatable. I'm wasted. I'm doing costume. And like, he was like, I'm back. Like he was so excited to do costume changes. Like that's how simple he just wants to get wasted and put on weird outfits. Like he's like, oh, me and Amanda's not pissed at me right now. I can be as fucking weird as I want. And Austin's taking a lot of the heat that I've been taking. Like it was, he was, he was joyful. Like, and in fact, he was even encouraging bad situations just because it reminded him of a party. Like when Lindsay came and like kissed uh, Austin, he was like, have sex, do it, do it. I just am like, this is not someone. And like Amanda has been very vocal about like, she wants to have kids and stuff. And I'm like, how are you going to. She gave him a roadmap. Yeah. She gave him a roadmap. How are you going to have kids with this person? Like, and not have that be such a huge source of resentment for you both when he wants to just like party on the weekend still and like do his thing. And like, if he can't do that and he's not fully like, if he can't do that, but still wants to, that's just going to create a lot of resentment against you, Amanda. Why do you, why do you think women though, like really kind of bear, like they get the most blame for shit. Like, Oh, you're turning guys into like, you know, Oh, they're not fun. And like, it seems like women really get the brunt of taking the blame for just wanting like an average life for just wanting somebody to like step up and take some responsibility. Like, it's like women always get the short end of the stick. Yeah. I feel like in blame. Do you feel that or not? Um, I think so. And it's easy. I think like misogyny, obviously, but in these situations, when you see a woman who is accepting a man who is not on her level, it's like it's somehow I think it becomes harder to blame the guy than blame her because it's like you're the smart one. You should get out of this, blah, 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 blah. And I don't blame a man. I think they're both like equally at fault for this dynamic and it looks bad on both of them and it just makes me sad to see Amanda her like light is not shining as brightly and I really think it's because of the stress of this relationship but it also is like but also on these shows it's hard because their whole their livelihood is wrapped up in being a couple on this reality show and then like what happens to the summer house like does she not get to go to the summer house or would the, it be like Kyle they would have separate weekends that they come up like oh my who gets who gets possession of the summer house who gets that in, I mean, that in could the be prenup what if Kyle tries a, the prenup would be amazing if he asks for the summer house and the prenup mm-hmm. but it's like all those oh. things come into play and I think with Tom and Katie for a long time I think also their friend group is so dysfunctional and like really existed to make sure that everyone was just going to be in these relationships. And like, that was the most important thing. And like Tom and Katie were like the linchpin of their like friend group. And if they broke up, like there wouldn't be a friend group. So there's that added pressure on them to like stay together, but that's dysfunctional and negative. What do you think real quick? What do you think of Maya? I like Maya. I like want to see more of her. I'm excited to see if she and Oliver hit it off. I love Danielle like sneakily setting them up because he's really cute. 
I like her a lot. I'm I like, like, but I, I also like when she said like, yeah, I don't love myself. Like I don't, there's a lot I don't love about myself. Like I was like, I feel that. Like I love when people are like, that's why I think these shows work is because they have like the craziness, but then they have these like kind of like small scenes and I'm like, yeah, it must be fucking scary as hell to be engaged for five years and to like, like two left feet. And then all of a sudden cameras are on you and you're like this audio, like from this awkward pool conversation is going to make the show somehow. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would lose it. Yeah. Like I, and I love the like younger group of girls. And then you have like the older group of like OGs. I think that that was a really smart move on the producer's part to like start including them in the mix because I don't know if Lindsay has grown all that much, but in some ways she kind of has. Lindsay is I don't know like I I truly love Lindsay but like she's she's not a mystery but at the same time like I know she's fully committed to Carl she says I'm not drinking anymore either and they're taking couple photos ever they look like like yeah, Mumford and they're Sons traveling. they're always in like hats mm-hmm. like would you wait okay could you ever see yourself being in a Carl Lindsay type relationship where you pose with your significant other in winter setting like they're always like in this kind of they're mad. Like you can tell the sobriety is taken into things like we're going to plan out our outfits together. Like, it's like, that's where we go crazy. I don't know. And I feel like that's probably engineered more by Lindsay. Cause I feel like she wants like those Instagrammable Carl moments. loves his white pants. Like Carl does love an outfit. Yeah. So I think it's cool that they found each other. And if that was like the natural organic progression of their relationship and like their relationship feels stable, which I'm excited that we get to see that now. Like, the next season of Summer House, just knowing that it's like they're together and like, what's that relationship like? And see, that's what it, cause that's what I really want to see is like, how does the day to day work with them? And like, what's their, and especially do if they Lindsay's still have drama? Drinking? Yeah. Like is Lindsay still as like unpredictable and crazy? Like what are they having to navigate? And like, maybe they really have found like a great supportive and loving relationship with each other where they make each other better people. Like I think that would still be fun to see because we're we've known them for so long as like certain types of people but we root for them like I root for Lindsay over and over even though she's acted like crazy and like (laughs) self-destructive sometimes but there's something about her where I'm like she just seems more confident and like free I think having like a single summer is good for her it really does seem like she's stepped into her Lindsay-ness and like there's no apologies there's none there nothing needs to be like that I mean I would be fascinated if they went to the summer house and you find that like Carl has like an like erectile dysfunction issue oh he's like I'm so close I'm so close no 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 no. <laughs> like he was like night vision and he's like and she's like I'm sorry I love you no matter what he's like no you don't understand I was almost there like it would be cool if like, like things like that happen yeah like I'm I'm so intrigued to see what their relationship is like and I the other couple that I really enjoy watching just because I'm like, oh, it seems like they really have fun together. It's Danielle and Robert. Who Danielle, like, I remember when I didn't, like, care for, like, I was like, Danielle was, like, enough. Like, yeah. Danielle, like, I mean, like, my God, like, what a way to, like, stand. I'm like, nobody's going to tell my girl. Like, either you're going to get out there and beat some ass, Lindsay, or I am. Like, she can turn into a trucker like that. But at the same time, she's, like, really understanding and sweet and positive, And she works her ass off. And, like, she stands up for herself with Robert, even though it wasn't that big. Like, I, I really can't say enough good things about Danielle. They use her just enough. And they, it's, like, I... 
they have these jokes or these moments of silliness where it's like they're laughing in their room and it feels just like yes i'm like oh i've been that way in like a couple where you're just like being so silly with each other but having the best time and i was like oh my god like love is real (laughs) also danielle's glow up i'm like what are you what have you done here like 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 she's really hot actually so stunning and she always was really attractive and beautiful but i'm like there's some i'm like i need the name of the derm like who are you seeing what injections have taken place like whatever it is it's all really really working like they do that with outfits why don't they do that with like both like with face stuff too like this is how to complete this look I know. Get like a little nose thing a forehead thing it's like a little um, bit of a cheek bone filler yeah like there i need to know more because she's looking better than ever i wonder if like if i ever get work done like i would just say like don't fuck up do whatever you want but just don't fuck up like just make me look good don't fuck up mm-hmm. um finally uh, this we're we're ending right now but i i dare to ask like where where are you on Kanye right now? I love Ye so much. <laughs> I have been... It's been hard because I'm trying to figure out which of the Gap Yeezy engineered by Balenciaga hoodies I want to buy. You know what? Come on, like Gap, the two hundred and ninety dollars, like it's fucking Gap, dude. Like price those low. They're two hundred forty dollars. So oh, I'm so sorry. Let's yeah, not sorry. spread Somebody misinformation. Give me a markup. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have already bought one uh, on oh. StockX, so of just the the solid colorway. So I do have a blue Yeezy Gap hoodie already. Oh my god, it's See, bad. It won't Ryan, work with it's my bad. legs and thick thighs. Wait, you didn't get those fucking ugly rain boots, did you? No, 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 no. The big ones that like look like they smell. No, I'm not into like a rain boot look. But I've I've sold most of my Yeezys on Poshmark. I have just one pair now. Wait, why? Just because I was like, I felt like I maybe five pairs was too many, and then. And I was also just like, I was just trying to downsize like clothing, like move out so I could get new and uh, they maintain their resale value. Even if they're like not in good shape, people still want to buy them. It's shocking. So I was like, I'll just use this money to get like other stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm all in on everything that Kanye does. Yeah. All in on the Gap Balenciaga. I haven't listened to Donda 2 yet because I don't know how to like... Are you, you're not going to get the stem player? Like, that's a Kanye product. I know, I thought about it, it, honestly. But then I was like, I don't know how to use this. I'm not going to figure that out. And then, and I don't know how to, like, torrent things. And I don't really, like, believe in torrenting things. So I just am going to, I don't know how. Mom, is this, mom, is this you? I know. And (laughs) I don't know when I'll listen to it, but. I actually did start watch like one YouTube link that was posted and I watched like 40 minutes of it before it was taken down and I was loving Donda 2. I don't know. (laughs) I'm concerned about his online behavior. Oh, is he, has he been doing weird things? (laughs) I think it's really fucked up that Instagram like kicked him off. I don't think that there is any real threat against, Like, I don't think that he is actually, like, truly a threat to anyone's safety. 
Um, so I stand with Kanye in that respect. <laughs> and But I don't... There's some of the poems he shared where I'm like, I don't love this. And there seems yeah, to be not, spelling. Well, also just not, there seem to be spelling errors rushed. that I yeah. don't think are intentional. And I don't love that for him. Yeah. Like nobody's there to, you know, he has so many people around him. Nobody's there to proofread. Like he's just, he, did you watch the three part Netflix documentary? Oh, for sure. And that actually. I, lo- I loved it. I loved, loved it. it. But it also made me kind of sad because I think kind of where it left off was that he had a breakdown and that changed him. And I think once you do go through something like that, you're different. Like it happened with Britney Spears. This happens like up with a lot of people famous and Justin Bieber. Yeah. Remember like Justin Bieber famous and not famous. When you go through a really mental, like a true mental break, you are different after that. And like, it's you kind of just have to accept that. And I think there's also, I don't know if we'll ever know where the line is between if he's doing like a performance art thing online and try because his whole marketing, but I think it's also, there's a huge part of it. That's like marketing ploy because it, it always happens around the time that Kardashians, it happens around the time that Kardashian trailers are dropping. It happens around the time that new, that all the Yeezy Balenciaga stuff was dropping. The STEM player, Donda 2, was dropping. So there's always an uptick in erratic online behavior right before that. And I think that that is part of a marketing ploy, but I also think that it is most uh, the negative effect on it that it has on like kid, his kids makes me sad. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's already like for some, like it's their, their shot at a normal life is completely gone. Like it's, it's, oh, yeah. it, there's never, no, there was no version just, of them just, having like a normal life, but yeah. Like I, I just can't like Kim, like going on Ellen, trying to like give herself pats on the back. Like I keep things normal. I'm like, no, you don't. You're you don't, on you Ellen for God's sakes. Your boyfriend you're on branded Ellen. himself. Branded that's himself. Creepy. Is this Nixium? Yeah. That's really I creepy. Mean, the whole thing and is she's like, he like, wanted to stand out. He wanted to like, I was like, Kim, you do so much better when you keep quiet. Like you do so like you become like, you, you know, you almost become a martyr. You almost like we speak for you when you become quiet. We're like, no, she's, and then you speak and you're like, this is what we're fighting for, for her. Like, this is what we're fighting. So she can have a relationship with Pete. I branded myself Davidson. Like yeah. there's no, I don't know. It's all, I just wanted to, wait, what were you fixing when you were a kid? Were you fa- fixated on something? Were you like a huge fan of like, I was obsessed with? I was obsessed. What was I obsessed with as a kid? Um, like, like, were you like, it wasn't like the dead yet or anything like that. Were you like into any like fandom as a kid? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the only, the, the person that I got, I got really, really obsessed with Tom Everett Scott after watching that thing you do <laughs> from that thing you do <laughs> yes that i i became convinced that we were meant to be together like i truly it was my first real intense crush where i was like we are connected like we're meant to meet i don't know how but i know it will happen and it was like an all consuming like deep heart hurting crush that i had on him for like a couple years and he probably did you ever reach out to him no but i wrote uh like an essay (laughs) years ago for thought catalog lol and talking about it and then he 
tweeted at me. He was like, this was so sweet. Like, thank you. And I was like, and then he DM'd. He's like, send me an ass shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm like whole pics. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was like, Oh, that's nice. But I, yeah, that was like my, that movie real. like I loved that movie so much. That's so funny. I, Little Laura, like, like really her heart, like you felt oh, things. I as loved a woman. him. I know. And he was, I was like 13. I'm I was trying to think what else he did after he, that. American werewolf in Paris. He did. Like, the, was that like a disappointment for you? Or were you like, he, he did so good. Yeah. I wasn't really that. I was like, he's not bringing that same, like, energy <laughs> these other yeah. roles like i'm just gonna watch that thing you do again and again and listen to the soundtrack and like there was one really romantic song on it that wasn't a wonder song i don't think and then i would play that and like think of him i truly was like i was so obsessed with him that i was like he must be thinking about me too even though he's never met me and like doesn't know me <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever tell anybody at that age about this? Did they, did you like, did your, like, was your mom like fully aware? Like, were your family no, like, oh, she's in like a this Tom Everett a, Scott? It wasn't even a secret. It was just like my, no one would have really understood. And like, there was one time where my mom took us on a family vacation. And I think we ended up in a, I was like, we have to go to Planet Hollywood, like wherever it is. <laughs> I think we were in Dallas. They have his drumsticks. I was like, if we go to Planet Hollywood, like obviously that's the place that celebrities flock to and hang out at. I was like, yep. wherever we are, we just have to make it to Planet Hollywood. And like at that Planet Hollywood, I know that Tom will be there. I know it. And like got my mom to oh, take no. us all to Planet oh, Hollywood no. and then like left the table. I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. Be right back. And walked around the whole restaurant, like went up into like the balcony areas, like looking for him and then was like, oh, he's not here. Like, this is not happening. <laughs> and was like, and that's when the bloodletting started. Oh, I know. And like, like this was like the true, the levels of my crush obsession. It wasn't like I, I didn't even have like pictures of him up. I don't think I just, it was like, it was just like a, like the, in my mind convinced, like, that we were just wow. like going to find each other. I wonder how that's affected you overall. You know, like I wonder Negatively. like in the ways you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think there was anything good about it. Yeah, no, that's, that's really, that's something I, I really, that's fair. Thank but you I for think girl crushes get like really intense. Like they're, like young I mean, girls. that's all boys, boy bands are like based on that. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody, like I grew up on a street like I was a, I grew up on a street with all girls that loved new kids on the block and they all had their guy. Mm -hmm. And like, I tried to look like Joey McIntyre because the girl I had a crush on Rachel Beaker loved him. And so like I had curly hair, but it wasn't curly enough. And I, I shaved it into like a triangle <laughs> like he had. And it was like, but it was like tight curls, like unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So people called me pubic head oh, and I got like thrown into fuck. lockers and stuff. Yeah, but like I was also like that dreamer kid where I remember get like winning tickets to a movie from a radio station, and I thought it was like the premiere. I was like, I'm going to a real Hollywood premiere in Kansas, you know. And then it was just like a like a screening of some like shitty Robert Downey Jr. movie, you know. No, I thought that too. I was like ready for glamour at such a young age. Like when Twister came out, I think someone put like a red carpet in front of an AMC movie theater in the mall, and I truly was like. 
we are descending on the premiere of Twister. Like celebs have been here. They're not here now, but there's a red carpet. And now I'm here and it's really all happening for me. And like true delusions of grandeur. But the funny thing is, then you actually hang out with real celebrities. I mean, you're at Jax's Roast and it's like, it doesn't feel any, it doesn't feel good. Like, it's like none of the stuff that I thought was going to feel good about Hollywood ever felt good. No, the it fantasy like, is always me. better. Look at this. The fantasy is always better than the reality. There's some, yeah, like it was like, you might have some like very surreal moments where you're like, oh my God, like I can't believe that happened. But it's not, that it's not ever what you thought it would be. No, certainly Life's not with the cast of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, thank you so much for doing this today. I just, I'm just happy to have caught up with you. I'm just like now, I'm like, what did you think of Batman? Wait, did you? See I haven't Batman? seen it yet. I don't know what. I know it's really. You know what? I and I've gone off a, about this on my pod, but I will say it again here because I'm railing against the conglomerate that is amc i think their theaters are fucking trash five minutes of previews 35 minutes of previews. that's up from like the last time i timed it their theaters are fucking trash they took over every movie theater in la you have 35 minutes of previews like it's they're not clean spaces they're sticky everywhere it's fucking disgusting their color schemes are bad that nicole kidman thing there's just nothing great about going to an AMC theater that it, if you have no choice and you're forced to experience movies at an AMC over and over, it's like not fun. And so I and I'm saying this as a Stubbs A-list member. I'm, I'm a Stubbs A-list member. For months. And like I pay them. Twenty three ninety five a month, and I have not gone to a yeah. movie. And so the last movie I saw was like Licorice Pizza, and I keep wanting to go, but it's just like then I think of having to go into like the red and black lobby of the AMC at the Grove, and I just am so I hate that color scheme, and I hate everything about it. They got to get their act together. <laughs> yes, they, do we? You uh, have you ever been to that Brain Dead Studio over on? No, uh, I'm Fairfax? dying to go. They always have like. They have like, good I was like, movies. who the fuck has the cool, like, like old retrospective movies? And then I looked it up and it's like some art studio that they actually show movies on like, like every night, like a different, uh, like triple feature. Yeah. They, and it used to be the silent movie theater Yeah, and I would go see movies there all the time when it was the silent movie theater. And then that got shut down. I think they had like a me too scandal and now it's like a very cool space and I haven't The silent there. movie theater got shut down by a Me Too scandal? Yeah, it, they didn't show silent films. They showed, it was like kind of the same like indie art yeah. house programming, but there was some sort of scandal or like workers slash Me Too slash like weird money payment issue type of thing. But yeah, I, I want to go. Their their lineup is cool and it really is. Like they have a, like um, a clothing line too. It seems very like hype beast and that kind yeah. of intimidates me because I'm like. Well, you've sold a lot of your Yeezys, so you don't, you got to wait till you get the hoodie before you I know. I only have one pair. I don't there. have any Supreme, so I guess I wa- would wear my <laughs> Yeezy blue hoodie and then I'd fit in with the crowd. <laughs> uh, Lara Marie Shainalls, you can find out everything you need to know about Lara at larsmarie.com, L-A-R-Z-M-A-R-I-E. Uh, Sexy Unique podcast. Uh, I think you go to three episodes a week at this point, right? Plus you have the Patreon. There's two episodes uh, which has, a week. Are there? 
yeah, two episodes a week right now. And then the Patreon, there's bonus episodes every week. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Carrie O'Donnell and I. You know what I'm finally watching for the first time is Gallery Girls. Oh, it's so good. It really is. I was like, I know you recapped that whole thing on your Patreon. Yeah, there's a, so every, the way that, no, I recapped it. um, On the real, on the the real pod. Okay. haven't recap everything that I we've recapped has been widely released. Um, but the way that I've organized it all on the podcast for any newcomers or like every every show that we talk about has its own season. So and the seasons are all numbered and they have their own like name. So like Gallery Girls, that season was called Gallery Ghouls. And then uh, if you're looking for that, I can't remember what number it is off the top of my head. But like we do like funny names. So like we're do we're talking about Byron Bay's right now and we're calling it Oh yeah Bay's of Our Lives. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah, and that's on Netflix. But that's like on if you look at Sex Unique Podcast and you want to listen to all the episodes from that season, it's like Bay's of Our Lives. So. Everything's organized like that for primo listener engagement. It is really awesome to see you you touring and all of the stuff you do. Really, you're brilliant. So um, thank you so much for taking all this time with me. And it's just good to catch up. So uh, hopefully we will talk to you again uh, soon. Sure. Anytime. It's my pleasure. Okay. Next week. All right. (laughs) See you then. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It is that time in the show where I talk about how much I love our advertisers. We got one with us this week, two weeks in a row, this company. I love them. You know them as smartass and sass. So uh, 
this is the company that sends you these really cool boxes full of a bunch of cool stuff, which is like really awesome because you need mail. Like when I don't get mail, I feel such a sense of loss. So, I mean, here's a company where you could actually so, yo, here's a couple bucks, send me mail. And then it turns out to be a bunch of cool stuff. Um, <laughs> this is the perfect subscription box for mouthy mofos. This is literally, this is literally the copy, which I love that. You've got to support any company that says this is the perfect subscription box for mouthy mofos. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm a mouthy mofo, like smart ass and sass sprinkles sarcasm and cuss words into every box. It really does. Is profanity not the spice of life? I fucking think so. The box is not for those with a weak sense of humor and will definitely remind you that no matter what life throws at you, it's best to keep laughing. That's kind of, that's my whole gig, you guys. Like, I'm literally a serious person. My own, like, the only way I can get out of all the seriousness that I think and feel is to make these jokes. And and Smartass and Sass gets that. Uh, the Smartass and Sass items are curated and personally tested by the SNS team. It's a group of really mouthy mofos who want you to get a good laugh in your day. That is what I want as well. SNS partners with some of the best small businesses to bring you trendy and snarky items each month. You guys know how I feel about snark. I am team snark all the way. I mean, you got to you got to have a good heart if you can if you if you truly want to make snark work for you, you got to be kind of like a good-hearted person as well because then the snark really cuts through. You know what I'm saying? Um you know, this box set I think is primarily is primarily driven for females. Even though I found some stuff in the box that I can use, but it's cool. It really is. Like I told you, Annabelle DeSisto came and visited a couple weeks ago. She thought it would like she just went digging through my stuff for some reason. She was like, "Oh, what's it?" And then she started grabbing stuff. Like, "Oh, I like this. I like this." And uh, but I was thinking like, "Oh, this would be cool. Like, I could get my niece this, who's like about to be thirteen, or you could get it for yourself." But like, there in each box, you get an SNS design T-shirt. Okay, so you get a T-shirt. It has between seven to nine unique items per box, and it's valued at over ninety dollars. So, you're—it's like you're making money on this. But it's—you got to do it. Subscribe to, um, subscribe at www.smartassandsass.com. So smartassandsass.com. Use code so bad for ten percent off your first subscription order. And then also, if you want to follow Smartass and Sass on social media for your daily dose of attitude do that as well. These guys, these guys get it. Like truly you look for companies that get it. This is a unique company and you got to support. Also, I, I do want to say this. You got to support companies that actually do cool shit that send you cool shit. I used to be, uh, I know this sounds silly, but I, I used to be a subscription box order for like a comic book one. This is like years ago. Um, and I, I just loved it. I love get. I love. I told you I love getting mail every day. I do. I really do. And I think you'll love it too. Plus, it's cool stuff. It tr- genuinely is. It's not crap. So try it out. Try it out for at least one month. Use my subscription. Ten percent off. See if you like it. If you like it, keep it going. That is it, you guys. And let's get back to the remainder of the show. 
Oh my God, you guys, I was just listening to the end of that Lara interview and I never know how to like end interviews usually. And especially if I know the person, I'm like, genius. All right. <laughs> you guys, we had one of, are you, are you with me still? Are you still out? Okay, let's do this. We got a whole, we've got a whole nother segment here. We've got to get through what I think is one of the best episodes of Summer House, and I would almost put it in the top 20 of reality shows, like reality show episodes. This thing makes you exhausted. This thing did not let up from moment one to the final moment. I kept comparing it yesterday to Mad Max Fury Road because it just goes and it is unrelenting. And the little moments to take a breath is just Carl saying stuff like, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> Um, so this is season six, episode nine, lucky episode nine, and it's called happily ever never. And wow, you guys, what a title. When I hear that, I'm like, somebody doesn't want them to live happily. They're like, never, (laughs) they're like, like, never, you're never going to be happily ever after. It's never happening. Because remember, this is all revolving around around Twisted Fairy Tale, Lindsay's 35th birthday party. Lindsay makes me almost, like, I'm saying almost, makes me almost want to throw a party someday. I hate celebrating my birthday. I hate birthday parties. Like, I love, I like other people's birthday parties. Hate them myself. You want to see me act like a fucking basket case? Try to throw me a party. It's not even... It wouldn't be worth it. I would just be, I would run. I would be like a, a deadbeat dad just going out for a, hey, I'm just going out for a bag of smokes. You'd never see me again. Um, that got dark. Pre- so we start off the episode, as always, is previously on Summer House. And this always shows the episodes, or shows the scenes from the episodes from the previous couple weeks. And it's like, yeah, let's have fun. Lindsay's birthday party. And Paige is like, uh, Carl, I'm so excited to meet your new girl, Mackenzie. And then we see Mackenzie and Carl. And remember, Mackenzie was like, you smell, Carl. You need a breath mint. And then we see Kyle dressed up in this big pink inflatable. And he just look, looks like he's having the time of his fucking life. Kyle's like, this is, it's worth all the pain of me getting into fights every fucking episode. I'm in an inflatable. And then we see Danielle, who has set Maya up with this guy, Oliver. He's tall, dark, and handsome. Perfect for Maya, Danielle said. Uh, we see people high five in her good work, homie. Um, Lindsay comes downstairs at one point in one of the scenes in these this pre part, and uh, Sierra stares at her because like Lindsay has her like boobs out and she looks great, and Sierra's like zoinks, and we see Sierra going like Austin's coming, and Sierra going where's Austin staying, and Lindsay's like I'm assuming my room. Austin shows up, and Sierra goes you're not staying with Lindsay, and then Austin goes heh. You're just really pretty when you're mad. You're just really pretty when you're mad. And then um, Austin goes out with Lindsay two weeks ago on that episode. And he then busts her out and says, yeah, Sierra doesn't want me staying in your room. And Lindsay's like, what an insecure little girl. And then we see the little scene where Austin goes, I'm going to eat you from front to back. Take it off, please. I'm going to need a moment. And she's like, Austin on camera? What? Then we cut to Austin and Lindsay at the birthday party that day of kissing, 
outside, not even hidden. Because Lindsay's like, I love you. And he's like, I love you. And then they go, this is me kissing. I'm kissing the mic. The mic is literally in my mouth. That is what they're doing. And so then it says, Summer House. And I got to tell you, man, Summer House is in full effect. Remember, one of the characters of this show is the house. The house has magical, mystical properties. And it it it's, it's what I call not just Lindsay being activated. The Summer House is activated. People are drinking. People are partying. The Summer House is in full activation, Okay. It is doing what needs to be done. We see that it's 527 p.m. August 14th, Saturday. So once again, I always crack up at the thought of like, you know, you know, yelling at a producer, mark the time. It's 527 p.m. Okay. So we see them kissing. They kiss a bunch. And Sierra is over with Paige, not noticing any of this. Like, I like. I know, like, there's a camera fucking pointed on them. Wouldn't Sierra notice, like, the biggest moment ever of, like, yo, like, if I was there. And by the way, Sophie was there. I saw Sophie a bunch. Sophie Ross, uh, the Monday host with me, a bunch during this episode in the background. Like, I got to ask her if she saw this. Because if I was there, I would be like, yo, are you guys seeing this? Holy shit. This is fucking Austin's kissing Lindsay. Like, I (laughs) I will never be invited to the summer house because I'll be like, What? What are you guys? And I would literally think, say like, Luke, what are you, are you gonna get it on with anybody tonight? Andrea, what's up, bro? You gonna hit? You gonna bump uglies with somebody? What's going on, man? Like, I would just be that. Like, I'd be like, Kyle, what's? Are you fighting with Amanda this weekend? I would be way too familiar, and he'd be like, Who are you? I'm like, I'm a friend, man. I'm a friend. So. Sierra's over with Paige and she's like, let's take a selfie. And Paige is like ready immediately. And Sierra's like, bitch, you got ready in one second. And uh, we go back to Austin and Lindsay. They're still doing this like weird thing. I love you. No, I love you too. I love you. And then Lindsay leaves and Austin chugs out of a rose bottle. And you can just tell he's so self-satisfied. He's like, look at me. I still got it. He's like shit can. He's like, I still got it. This girl just fucking made out with me daylight. 527 p.m. August 14th, Saturday. Yeah. We see Kyle uh, talking to one of the friends there, and he's looking at himself in his friend's, like, mirror phone, and he's like, I look rough. We cut to Mackenzie telling Carl, um, you know, that this reminds her of how socially awkward she is at parties when Carl asks, like, you know, what do you think about the group? They then go separate ways, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go chill in the shade with the boys. Dude, you know I love a good chill in the shade with the boys, right? Like that's Saturdays are for good, good chill in the days, good, good chill in the shade with the boys days. You know what I'm talking about? But I think the point of this is also to say like she's comfortable, he feels comfortable leaving her to go chill in the shade with the boys. Like they are, and and I gotta tell you, I kept watching this, kind of trying to spot any. Lindsay of it all, you know, because they are together, like I mentioned earlier, and and we all know that. But like they don't like they're obviously friendly, but you know, it's it's not they're they're totally leaving each other alone. Like you would never be able to guess if I if I locked you in a room, if I kidnapped you and locked you in a room and you'd never seen Summer House before, and I only made you watch this episode over and over again for 20 days. No, you would never guess that they wound up together. Carl and Lindsay because they're just they're on two separate tracks and I find that fascinating because I kept trying to look for little hints of like Carl going like what is Lindsay doing with you know with fuck boy right um 
So uh, Sierra is trying to convince Maya to get in the pool with Oliver. She's like, do it, do it. Get in the pool. Get, girl, get in that pool. Um, Andrea is like, hey, let's go inside to Austin because he sees Austin. He's like, my boy, Andy. <laughs> and Austin, like a six-year-old, he goes, dude, smell my fingers. Like He didn't say that. He said, I just made out with Lindsay. But it was in that kind of like, smell my fingers. I got to third base, bro. And Andrea's like, no way. And you know, Austin's like, yes way. And Andre's like, like a real makeout session? Yeah. And he's like, there were tongues involved? And Andrea, being a fucking smart man, goes, that's going to be bad, bro. And Austin goes, why? And he goes, Sierra loves you, bro. We always talk about you. And Austin's like, dude, stop. Stop. And he goes, no, she's a sweetheart. We always talk about you, you know. You know what that means, drama. <laughs> Andrea's like, drama. And in a talking head, Andrea's like, I got to say, I love my brother Austin, but he is being sneaky, 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 playing with Sierra Hart. And he's also playing with Lindsay Hart. It's not nice to play with the two girls' heart. I did that in the past. And uh, I, li- I like I like the love book of Andrea. Like, I like it. Like, it's sneaky, sneaky, sneaky if you want the amore. And I feel like he's kind of enjoying this because, you know, when, like, guys are around other guys and then they realize they're not the guy doing something wrong. So they're relieved and they can kind of, like, have a better time. He's like, yeah, hey, I am not playing with no girl heart, huh? I can have good time, good time, great oldies, yay. He, uh, you just tell he's kind of like thrilled with himself. He's like, no trouble for old Andrea this weekend. <laughs> Luke, of course, is just drinking Coors Light in a full Mad Hatter outfit. Like, and weirdly good makeup. Like, weird, like, where, like, I'm like, did he, how many hours did this take? Like, this is very specific makeup, and it's really funny to watch him drink a Coors Light in that outfit. Now, Sierra now is in a bedroom with Maya, saying, like, Maya, you're being too picky in regards to guys. Downstairs, Lindsay, of course, is making a speech because it's her birthday, and she's like, thank you so fucking much for everyone turning up and dressing up in theme. And then she continues, like, she's like, fairy tales mean something different. But what if you decide to be the queen of your own life? Now, this is my twisted fairy tale. And uh, I was like, wow, she really, like, she thought this speech out. Like, she's, like, ready. And Kyle goes, tell us about your eggs. Because remember, a couple episodes ago, she was told she has very young eggs. Eggs. And uh, Lindsay goes, yep, I might be 35 year old. But I have 28-year-old eggs, so let's party. Let's fucking party. And this, to me, it is very reminiscent of like an 80s, 80s. Like that's that's the magic Summer House captures is like 80s teen comedies. Like where the parents go out of town and they throw some kind of pool party in the back. And they're like, we're going to fucking live forever, bro. That's Summer House. You know, I have this one friend, Nick, that that's whenever we go somewhere, it, you know, Every, it would be like, we're going to live forever. And that summer house should be called We're Going to Live Forever. Like, that's the spirit of this show. Now, Danielle, her uh, boyfriend Robert is there, and she's a little drunk talking to Robert. She's like, I just want Lindsay to have a good time. You know, if anyone wants to bring that negative energy and ruin that, no, I won't let it. We see a timestamp pop up on screen, 6.04 p.m. I wrote this note. I go, I love this. 
<laughs> just just to remind, I was like, I love like I I sit there when I watch this, you guys, with a huge fucking zippity doo-dah smile on my face. It like I'm just like, yeah, it's what I imagine like taking a kid to a zoo is like, where I'm like, wee, show me the monkeys, daddy. Andrea is rubbing ice on girls. He's like, oh, it's hot. May I rub an ice cube on you? Um, this is when I saw Sophie Ross in the background. She was just like sitting on a chair and I was like, whoa, she got to touch the summer house props. Uh, everyone keeps saying that they're so hot. It's such a hot day. Paige and Amanda are drinking fireball and they're like, is this fairy juice? <laughs> Maya comes out. Um, the girls are like, hot stuff, Maya, hot stuff. Woo. Um, Amanda says, you look good in the outfit. Kyle says, this is the first weekend, like, that me and Amanda, like, we're good. You know, our friends aren't in our business. It's really nice. And then Kyle kisses Amanda. Like I said, Kyle's just so fucking thrilled that he can get shit canned wasted. And, like, he's, like, allowed to. They don't hang out at all, usually, together during these parties. And they don't really at this one either. But she's not up his ass and he's not up her ass. And, like, you can, like... Kyle, Kyle should just like, like live at a frat house. Like there's no, like, is there like a, you know, like a, do they do that at frat houses where they have like an older frat guy that just like lives there and just kind of shows them the ropes. Like that could be, he could run the business too, but he like lives at the frat house and maybe he just goes to the summer house for the weekends uh, and sees Amanda there. I don't know. I'm still working it out. Anyways, Paige says, uh, guys, I'm right here. Don't kiss in front of me, which has got to be weird because Paige just a couple episodes ago was like, do you need to not be married to him? Uh, we cut to Luke talking to Carl. And he's like, yo, you and Mackenzie, Carl, are so adorable. And Carl's like, yeah. I mean, she's only been here three hours, but it's, you know, it's like feels like she's been here all day. And she's like a really good sport. And Luke's no Robert says like anyone who can hang out with us man and he's like yeah yeah you know I'm just I'm comfortable with her you know she seems like she she has a great heart you know like I, I like feeling safe with someone Carl says and I get that obviously this is not the right person for him because we see him with Lindsay but I have to imagine if you were coming out of a uh, close to a year sobriety or however long he's been sober at this point, there is something nice in just feeling safe with another human being because you've been at war with yourself so long about these demons and about trying to live um, um, a structured life that it's nice when you can kind of lean on somebody else just a hair, you know? It, it, it must be a nice feeling of like, I don't have to shoulder all of this burden myself. And and that's, I, I like these small moments, like those little small moments. Like we can laugh at them or we can say it's boring or like da-da-da, it's not part of the main action. But in reality, to me, that's why I even love this show even more is because these small moments make sense to me. Um, Austin is talking to Sierra, which is like, uh, great. And so Austin's like, why aren't you having fun? He's like, Mr. Cool guy. And Sierra's like, I don't know. I feel like we're just weird. And Austin's like, how are you, Sierra? How are you? Like, I feel like you should have one of those like pocket combs. Like he's like, you know, like greasing his hair back. And Sierra's like, how are you, Austin? And then Austin goes, you know, it's funny. I haven't seen one attractive girl here yet. And then Sierra's like, are you here to find girls? And he goes, no, no. And Sierra's like, you pretty much walked yourself into that one. And he goes, I was just curious. 
<laughs> like they think this is like prompt like Sierra's like, oh, we always have the most intense conversations. And it's like this. This is the conversation of like, there's no hot bitches here. <laughs> He's like, do you want a hot bitch? No. I was just making a, I was making an obvi, an observation, an observy. That's what I was doing. Hey, where's the rose? What, what are we, where am I? Where am I? Where's fish? Where is fish playing anywhere? Um, but also, obviously, he is very inebriated. I'm not questioning that, but I am questioning somebody like, who do you think you're talking to? Like, you're literally talking to somebody that you've put your penis in their private areas and you want to put your tongue in their private areas. What would ever possess you to be like, I've been sizing up the crowd. Looks like a lot of uggos in the crowd. And by the way, I got to talk to Sophie about this. I want to know if she thinks like if this has hurt her feelings at all that Austin did not find her attractive potentially or I maybe Austin did not see her who knows it is in the eye of the beholder but I I I find that just like what possess like half of the shit Austin says to Sierra it's almost like it's just weird it's like he's he's treating like he's like he's treating himself like he's a senior and she's a freshman it's like that kind of vibe of like yeah you don't even get how the school runs I do. You ever heard a little show called Southern Charm? Um, so uh, that conversation happens, and Sierra goes. Um, she goes. I would just love. I would just love if you would just say, you know, whatever. I and Sierra's like, I I like you. Do you not? Do you not know that? And Austin's like, eh, well, maybe now is not the right time in the middle of Lindsay's birthday party. And he's like, I want to have this combo, but not right now. And then he just leaves. He just leaves. And Sierra's just standing there. So wild. And I just once again want to point out, Sierra is literally one of the most beautiful girls I've ever seen. And he's, he's like, has like a piece of toilet paper stuck to his fucking like back of his pants. He's just like... I gotta go. I go. You know, like it's like, dude, where do you? Would you? What? Like this is what I'm saying. Like the air is the air is rarefied. The air that he is breathing is rarefied. Something is not connecting to his brain, and I feel like I mean, but this guy's roster, it's it's like a reality show. Pete Davidson. It really, truly is. You got Madison. You know, I thought he was with Kristen Cavallari. Turns out that was Craig. So you got Madison. You got Sierra, you got Lindsay, you know, I mean, obviously this guy is the reality. God, that, that's, God, it's brilliant, Ryan. How, where do you come up with this shit? Reality show Pete Davidson, of course. Uh, yeah, sometimes I like my weird brain. So anyways, Danielle is with Lindsay and Danielle tells Lindsay like, guess what? I made out with Austin and Danielle's like, Lindsay, it's your birthday. You do whatever you want. Okay, that is a Sierra Austin problem. Do not concern yourself. If he, hey, if you guys kiss, it is your, like, damn, like, Danielle is the biggest hype man I've ever, like, she is so great. So, uh, you know, Lindsay's like, I'm giving myself the gift of I'm going to dance with who I want, I'm going to be with who I want, and I'm going to fucking give myself that gift. And Lindsay's like, yeah, Danielle's like, yeah. Um, and 
Uh, so Lindsay's telling Danielle, she's like, Austin told me that I just want to be single and have fun. And Danielle's like, wow, okay. So we cut to Sierra talking to Paige and she's like crying. And she's like, it's not like my feelings went away since Vermont. And now I'm like coming off as like possessive. And I didn't want to come off like that. And, you know, and if somebody did this to Lindsay, she would not like it. And Paige is like, she would have exiled someone from the house already. Um, Paige asks, well, has he said anything about what they are? Um, Paige in a talking head says, Lindsay acts like she has like amnesia with what they are, what they were. Paige says, Lindsay clearly doesn't give a shit. And honestly, at the end of the day, fuck all these guys, Paige says. I mean, but truly, Fuck all these guys. Like, seriously, do not get your panties in a twist about this shit. Um, And Paige is like, dude, Sierra, if someone doesn't like you, they need a lobotomy. And Sierra's like, what's a lobotomy? It means your brain's taken out. And she's like, I'm a nurse and I don't know what that is. And I was just, once literally think about this poor woman's patience. Like, how many people has she... How many people... As she's supposed to have removed their brains, and she has not done that because she never knew what it was. A lot of people were supposed to be brainless, and she didn't know how to remove them. That's so – it's just dark to think about. So a new scene, Kyle is dancing in his outfit. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking Kyle, yeah. And then Robert's dancing, and then Kyle jumps in the pool in his outfit like – Kyle is this is all Kyle wants, man. Like I don't think Kyle wants to cheat. I don't think, but I do think Kyle wants to be in an inflatable and like throw himself in the pool while he drinks a lot of drinks. Like that I think is his dream. Amanda says if Kyle was going to die uh in a pink unicorn outfit, he would be okay with that. We haven't gotten married though, so I have no access to his assets if he does die. Maya hops into the pool now. The summer house in full effect. Andrea says, hey, ladies, the tequila is really good, huh? You want to go do a tequila shot? Um, <laughs> Kyle and Amanda are in their room. He's like, babe, babe. And she's like, I'm in the bathroom. And he's like, are you pooping? She's like, I'm peeing. And he goes, should I go as Prince? Should I? He, I, th- I think I'm going to go as Prince, babe. He's doing a costume change. This is like Elton, like Kyle is the Elton John of Summerhouse. He is literally like, dude, I'm going to play Yellow Brick Road. I got to, I got to put on a new outfit. Um, Amanda goes, okay, but it's going to be really hot for that too. I just don't want you to pass out. He's like, I got this, babe. Finish your poop. We cut to Andrea doing shots. Um, So uh, Andrea goes, Paige made things clear that she's going for Craig, you know, and I'm good with it. I just want to have a meaningful connection with someone as he's doing shots with these stranger, strange girls. Kyle comes out as Prince. Oliver, the girl that they're setting Maya up with, looks at him. He's like, what the fuck? Because this isn't what Prince, this isn't, I don't, listen, this is a bridge too far. We shouldn't. Uh, we should never be dressing up as uh, Prince at Summer House with shorts on. I mean, sh- Prince never wore shorts. How dare you, Kyle? The way- and he's, he's dancing horribly. I'm like, this is not what Prince was all about. Prince was about funk and soul and sex. And Kyle is not bringing any of that to the table. 
Um, and Kyle goes, dude, I feel like Britney Spears. I got outfit number two. Lindsay is going to go up and change in her nighttime outfit. She is so into this birthday party. Paige tells Carl, I really like Mackenzie, Carl. And Carl says, yeah, she fits in really well. She can handle herself. Um, we see her talking in the corner. Like every time they cut to Carl, it like kind of brings down the action. But like I said, I like that. I get that. Amanda says, me and Kyle... You know, we do what you and Mackenzie are doing today. We don't even talk anymore at these parties. Uh, Maya and Ollie are in the pool. They're talking about Connecticut and Boston, um, you know, trying to be cute and flirty, which I always just think how bizarre for Maya. Like Maya's trying to figure out how to date again. And it's got to be just so much added pressure to have a camera on you. Like I was talking about that with Amy uh, Phillips today. I was just like, imagine your like imagine you're nervous to go on a date right it happens and then imagine on top of that we're going to film it for a reality show it's like you would be a basket case like we're not all born to like date but we're also not all born to like be on tv amanda says um oh sorry so then uh Danielle's like, oh my God, I made a love match. This is so cool that it's happening between Maya and Oliver. Paige comes over and she's like, oh my God, Danielle, it's working. Paige says, if they get married, you automatically go to heaven, Danielle. Lindsay comes out in outfit number two. Everyone is dancing. It's only 7.33 p.m. according to Summer House Time. Austin and Lindsay are kissing for a photo and Sierra sees it. Too much is happening, folks. My poor little fingers during the, I'm like, rewind, rewind, rewind. Like I'm trying to catch everything. Um, Lindsay looks over like, this is the moment where she looks over at Sierra kind of evilly. Now, I don't know if this is just camera cutting or it didn't exist, but what it looks like is that they kiss for this picture and then Lindsay kind of like looked over it like Sierra, like, look at me. Look at look at this guy. I just kissed him. And uh like let's party and Kyle's like, let's go. Kyle the most <laughs> Kyle like do you just notice when a party happens, Kyle only says things like, Yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do a shot. Like he only just screams out party things. Um Austin and Kyle jump in the pool. Saturdays for the boys, you guys. Austin picks up Lindsay, hops in the pool, which this like hurt my knees. I was like, I would never like I'm scared that I might be past my picking up girls and throwing them in the pool. Like I've never had a like now that I think of it, I never had a phase where I picked up a girl and threw her in the, like I never had that phase. How sad is that? I never had to pick up a girl and throw her in the pool. I didn't even have a pool. I mean, just to be honest, I couldn't even have possibly done that even if I wanted to. Um so Kyle loving this. Kyle goes inside. Oh, no, sorry. Luke goes inside in his outfit. He's like, oh, my God, I'm dying because he's in his full Matt Hatter outfit. Um, Luke says, oh, my God, I'm dying of the heat. I need to take this off. We see four boxes. Bloop, 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 bloop. Four boxes of action at the summer house. Austin says uh, to Lindsay, he goes, I could make out with you right now in front of everybody. Like he's like threatening. He's like, And Lindsay's like, how's it going with Sierra? And he goes, I mean, you know, you know. Kyle hugs Sierra because Sierra looks bummed. And he's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Carl wants to order pizza. Like that's Carl. Like Carl is like not drinking. Like I love how concerned he is 
the cooler version of Alex, which, by the way, Alex, the bodybuilder that's into ground turkey, he was there at this party. We've seen pictures of him released, and they just didn't show it. They they just they were like, no, we're not going to do anything with him. And I think he's like paid per episode. So I kind of think that they were like, nah, you know what? I don't want to pay him uh, this episode. We're just going to not act. We're going to act like he's not here, but he was there, which is kind of like got to be so I would I would lose my shit. Like I would be such a basket case if you get on a show like Summer House and then every week you're like, am I even on it? Do they even like me? I would be such a basket case. Sierra's in the pool. She's staring off into the distance. (laughs) Sierra's just in the pool staring. She's just like, oh, I hate today. It's 7.53 p.m. Sierra asks to talk to Austin. Lindsay is blow drying her hair like a video vixen, like an 80s video vixen while Danielle cheers her on. Like, once again, my God, Danielle, friend of the fucking millennium, friend of the decade. Like, it's, you know... Like if I if I were getting ready and like somebody's just like fuck yeah Ryan get ready put that cologne on it is so I just I really can't say enough good things like she and it's like it, it's not like she's even kissing ass like she truly means this like how many we we all need that I I mean just I think that's the cool quality that uh, she has. Um, we cut to Austin going like what the fuck Sierra and they're in the kitchen. And he's like, tell me what it is you want to talk to me about today. And I'll Mary J. Oblige you. He like does a Mary J. Blige joke. And she's like, that's not funny, Austin. He's like, that was funny. <laughs> Pull my finger. Um, and she goes, I don't want I don't want you to feel like you're in the middle of like Lindsay and Sierra, you know, but like I don't know where I stand. We cut to Danielle saying, I can't believe Austin threw you in the pool, Lindsay. You know, you guys seem really close. You told me you made out already. Was it just once? And Lindsay's hammer is like, No, no, he was making out with me like so much. Like I can't even tell what's going on. And Danielle's like, How many times, Lindsay? How many times was he making out? And she's like wiping off makeup. And Lindsay's like, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. And she's like, Was it more than once? And Lindsay goes, Yeah. And Danielle looks titillated, like, ooh, ooh. Um, so we cut back to Sierra and Austin, and Sierra's like, Do you like me? Or, like, do you not like me? Like, what about Vermont? Should we leave that in the past? Also, I understand Lindsay said she loved you in Vermont. And, like, then she told me you were the one for her. And that's weird that you want to sleep with you. Her, and it's weird she wants to sleep with you in her bed. It's like she doesn't like me hanging out with you. And it's a problem. And, listen, Sierra is so in the right for wanting to know any of this stuff. But you got to pick your battles. And this dude is shit canned wasted. Like this, this guy really is wasted. And he's still trying, like, he's trying to like, he's trying to desperately like be cool. But like the liquor is preventing him from that. So like he's seen through her. Like I know he's seen double at this point, you know. And Austin, this is one of the dumbest moves Austin could make. It's really sleazy. He goes, how do you feel about the fact today Lindsay kissed me on the mouth? Huh? And Sierra stares blankly. And Austin goes, and he's like sneering. He's like, tell me to fuck off. I would love that. Well, fuck you. Fuck off, Austin. How about that? I'll do it. Sierra's not. I'll do it. Um, And... uh, 
Sierra goes, why? why? So you can just go and do what you want? And he goes, ha, 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 ha. And she goes, why are you giggling? And he goes, because you made me giggle. <laughs> These guys, this is modern romance, you guys. And uh, did you do it? She's like, did you do it today? Was I like, was I the victim? And he goes, who fucking cares? Did you like that Lindsay kissed you on the mouth, Austin? And he goes, Lindsay and I will probably kiss on the mouth for 25 years. Nothing's going to change that. You know, it's not that big of a deal for her and for me either. I love the fact that he's like, the next 25 years, all I'm going to be doing is open mouth kissing Lindsay Hubbard. (laughs) We come back up to Lindsay talking to Danielle. Lindsay's like, Dude, all Austin Austin is a dude. All Austin cares about is getting laid and having sex. He's just a dude. Lindsay says, if I want to fuck Austin, I will do that. That is my prerogative. And Daniel's hands are in her face. Which, listen, Lindsay, like, like, she's nailed it. He's just a dude. He just wants to put his penis in something. Like, and that doesn't excuse his behavior, but also... Lindsay can do whatever the fuck she wants to like Lindsay might, might want to, you know, to do something with her private parts. She's allowed that opportunity. We come back to Sierra. Sierra says, I, I like you, Austin. I only want you to be, I want me to be kissing you. And then Austin hugs her. He's like, stop. And she goes, how can, can I ask you? How do you feel about me? And he's like, Oh my gosh, fine. Like, um, I think you're amazing and you and I have an amazing time together and we check all the boxes and she goes, okay, cool. And he goes, I feel very strongly about you. I do. It like, it was so like a business, like you're checking all the boxes where, you know, your progress reports very good right now. And it was just so weird. Cause it, it made me sad. Cause you, even with that little, like, well, you, we check all the boxes. She was like, nice. Score one for Sierra. And um, Sierra goes, oh, we can't have this conversation in the kitchen. We cut to Luke hitting on girls outside saying he was like, yeah, it was popping off earlier here. But, you know, it's kind of going down now. The party's busting up. Uh, Robert Robert is drunk, drunken ordering food on the phone. It is only 8 p.m., you guys. This is when I was like, dude, what the fuck? I want to go to bed. Maya is giving her number to Oliver. Carl keeps checking his phone for pizza order. Amanda and Paige are talking. Paige is like, I'm getting too old for this. I mean, that's what I kind of felt watching it, too, was like, you know, like you put yourself in those days of like day parties. And you always have that one year where you're like, I don't think I can physically do this anymore. Like, it just... It's a lot like you're putting your body. It's like for like an hour of glory, you're you have you have to pay such an intense price. Um, (laughs) Paige was like, dude, I was taking in multiple situations today that blew my mind. Amanda says, yeah, I saw Lindsay and Austin together. And Paige says, I have plenty of guy friends. I have never straddled them in the pool. And we can say that's just Lindsay, but they were in the pool and it's a little more than platonic. And, uh, Maya comes and sits down next to them and Paige takes off her fake eyelashes. Amanda says, Hey, whatever happened with Oliver on the steps that he, you know, you guys were adorable. And Maya's like, did you find him attractive? Well, you can date him. And she's like, I don't, 
I don't want, I'm saying you, Maya. And Paige goes, at least you're putting yourself out there. And she goes, guys, you have to understand in my 20s, I was engaged at 23 for five years until 28. I have lived my 20s like a normal person. And she's tearing up and she's like, and Amanda's like, okay, so you're still healing right now. And she goes, it's not even, it's so foreign. I have to reset everything. I'm trying. And Paige says, I know it's hard to talk to people. It's always in the back of your mind. And she's like, do you love yourself? And she's like, no, I don't love myself. And they're like, you don't love yourself? Why don't you love yourself, Amanda says. And she goes, I never have. And she's like, name one thing about yourself that you don't like. And and she, Maya's like, my therapist says, write, write down 10 things you like about yourself. And I couldn't even write one. And Amanda and Paige are like, what? You don't like your own cookies even? And that kind of makes her smile. But I got to tell you, folks, and this isn't going to surprise you, this I related to this so fucking hard. Like this, you know, it's, it's a mental thing. Like it's hard. And it's like, it's not that I, you know, it's like you like things about yourself, but there is so much you don't like. You have to rewire yourself completely sometimes. And it's so frustrating because you see other people don't have to do that, you know, and that can be really fucking frustrating, you know, because people sometimes, you know, they just they just already love themselves. They just already do. And it's easier sometimes to look at the negative. And I just totally, totally understood what Maya was saying in this moment. And then to then find yourself single after five years of being used to somebody, of, of you know, knowing the ins and outs and figuring the way that works and then having to just dismiss that all and learn how to do it all over again start from the 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 bottom again it's hard like that is hard stuff i really i don't know uh i really related to that so we cut to carl and mckenzie talking about uh potato chips in the kitchen fun couple um and they're talking about dill pickle chips which i love we cut to andrea he's in he's in his bed um and Austin and Sierra walk in. He's like, hey, do you realize I'm here? And Austin's like, I realized and shut the door. I was like, oh, no. Is he going to make is he going to make Andrea watch him eat Sierra front to back? So Paige is like, we're doing the cake for Lindsay now. And Paige comes into the door and Austin tries to like slam the door in her face. And she's like, bro, 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 seriously, don't you ever fucking do that. This is my house. And Austin goes, oh, I'm a stranger in this house. And she's like, I'm telling you, we're doing a cake for your best fucking friend. And then she's like, you're a fucking loser and everyone fucking knows it. And Carl's like bringing out the cake. And as soon as he hears this, he kind of shies away from the cake and takes it back where it came from. And she's like, don't try to play me in my own fucking house. Like Paige goes off. And I got to tell you, she nails it. She was had her hands involved. Like, I, man, I gotta, like I said, I like Paige. I do. I like her. I like her. So sue me. New scene, 9.07 PM. We're about to do the cake. And Austin's like, oh, I'm a stranger. I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. The fighting is just going, going, going. And, um, Paige is like, just don't ever shut the door on me. Let's do cake. And Carl's like, happy birthday, dear Lindsay. Sierra is not singing at all, folks. She is just pout on her face. Lindsay's in her free Britney hat right now. It should be safe, free Lindsay. Sierra's just chewing on her nail. Sierra apologizes to Paige uh, for what just happened. And Paige is like, no, babe, don't ever apologize to me. You never have to apologize to me. You know? And in a talking head, Paige is like, it's a classic bait and switch. 
you know, Austin and Sierra met in Vermont. He was a different person and he was not representing who the real Austin is. And the real Austin is the one that's at our house right now. And she tells uh, Sierra, you could have sex with my dad and you would not have to apologize. And then she's like, don't have sex with my dad. And uh, Lindsay's looking at her, at her cake and there's literally a plan B birth control thing on her cake. And Kyle's like, oh, I thought that was Pepto-Bismol. Amanda's talking to Sierra and they're talking. And it's like, how would you feel if Lindsay kissed me on the mouth? And Paige is like, it's absolutely fucked up. Amanda says, it's Austin. It's not Lindsay. It's Austin. Austin comes out, hugs her and goes, I love you, babe. You know that. And Paige says, Austin doesn't give a shit about Sierra and Lindsay. It doesn't give a shit. And Austin says, you want to go out? You want to go out tonight, Lindsay? And she's like, yeah, I want to put up makeup and then we can go out. And like, literally, I don't care about any of the drama in the house, but that was the point where I was like, oh, you guys, let's go to bed. Like, I really got like, it felt like an interactive experience. And I was like, no, 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 let's not go out. Let's stay. We're, we've been partying all day. Let's not do that. Let's stay here. Like, I don't, I think that's a bad, like, how are you, how do you even have the energy? Like, I, I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to watch after 30 minutes. I had to take a break. Um, it's only 9.40 p.m. Mackenzie, Carl, and Amanda, and Paige, they're talking about the situation in the house. Austin says, uh, Paige, he comes out, he goes, Paige, can we just talk? And she goes, sure. Um, and then Sierra asks Lindsay outside, Lindsay, can we talk? And Lindsay goes, no, absolutely not. I'm not in the mood. And I'm like, good for you. Like, honestly, that might seem harsh, but it is her fucking birthday. Why does Lindsay have to slow down anything to talk to Sierra? Sierra doesn't give Lindsay the time of the day most time. Um, we cut to Austin and Paige, and Austin's like, what the fuck? And Paige is like, yeah, what the fuck exactly? Um, your frustration is coming. Uh, Austin tells Paige, your frustration is coming through in spades. spades. And you reminded me five times I'm a stranger in this house. And Paige goes, you aren't a stranger, but you are a guest. So act accordingly. We cut back outside to Sierra. And she's like, Lindsay, we can do it now and get it out of the way. And Lindsay says, I want to have a good night. And this is already too much. And she goes, I fucking agree. But just like, listen. And Lindsay's like, not my problem. Not my problem. And um, Sierra's like, it is, Lindsay. We all live in this house. Just talk to people. And Lindsay's like, no, 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 no. You don't give a fuck about me, which is fine. Absolutely great. You don't care. Like Sierra's walking in a circle. Lindsay's walking in a circle. You've been a dick to me all weekend. Lindsay goes into this uh, this back area and she's like, don't go into a shed. And then Kyle's like, it's not a shed. And, and Sierra goes, I know it's not a shed, Kyle. And Kyle's like, what's going on? <laughs> um, so... So we, uh, <laughs> so Sierra goes, if you want to be a sucker ass bitch, be one to Lindsay. And Danielle hears this and she's like, no one calls my friend a sucker ass bitch. Lindsay comes in and sits with Austin and Paige who are having their conversation and they're talking like intensely. And Paige is like, you're coming at me too, Lindsay. If anything, I stood up for you too. And Danielle comes in, gets in Lindsay's face and goes, I love you. I want you to have the most beautiful night of your life. But if, if Sierra calls you a sucker ass bitch, you settle it or I will. And I'm like, Dan Danielle, literally a three-peat on friend of the year. Just in this episode, Danielle in a talking head goes, Lindsay loves her birthday so much. She planned it to a T. If she doesn't want to have a conversation with Sierra, she doesn't have to. 
And we're back in the scene, and it's like, Paige is like, all of this revolves around one person. It's all so interesting to me. Oh, actually, Danielle says that. Paige says, I just told you I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, you know, and Lindsay's like, what? And Paige is like, watch me walk away. Walk, Watch me walk away. You walk away all the time. Watch me. And then I was like, watch me walk away all the way. Lindsay says, okay, well, you know, you're the one who is wrong. And she's like, Lindsay, I don't give a fuck. Fuck if I'm wrong or right, bitch. You are diabolical. Fuck you, bitch. Like Paige calls Lindsay diabolical, you guys. Like, I just don't see that. Um, Lindsay tells Austin, get dressed. <laughs> We're going out. And Paige comes back and goes, and all of this because of Austin, because you guys like each other and can't admit it. He says shit to you that's different than the shit he says to Sierra. And you guys, that's the thesis statement right there. That is the money right there. She nails it. Luke sees this right now. And he's like, whoa, what's going on? Um, Paige is like, no one will fucking say it. We cut to McKenzie and Carl um outside and she's like pretty intense in there he's like yeah feel pretty bad but i'm glad it's not me (laughs) and carl in a talking head goes this is very triggering my brother's passing was a year ago today and i'm just glad i have mckenzie here to lean on and i forgot about that like i forgot it was the year anniversary it was on Lindsay's birthday and that's what's happening right here it was just like wow and kyle goes hey i just i want to hug it out (laughs) He comes out to Carl and McKenzie. We come back in and Danielle's like, why are girls fighting when he's the fucking problem? Like, honestly, why are girls fighting when Austin's the problem? Austin's like laughing. He's like, ha, 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 ha. It doesn't really seem to be landing on him, the trouble he's causing. See, Sierra, Sierra goes, no, no, it's not just Austin. It's both of them. It's both of them. And Danielle goes, I don't know why two strong, amazing females are coming at each other because of a stupid guy. We cut upstairs to Paige, who's calling Craig. He's like, what's up, babe? And he's like, I want to hear what happened. And she's like, wow, Austin slammed the door on me and it wasn't cool. And he was like making out with Lindsay today. And Craig barely sounds like he's, he's like, sounds like he's burning a lot of bridges over there. We cut to Kyle, Austin and Luke talking. And Austin says, the girls have no idea what they're talking about, bro. They say I'm playing both sides of the fence. And Luke, this is what he was accused of, remember? And Luke says, well, I heard you and Lindsay kissed. And Lindsay comes out and I was like, oh my God, you fucking idiots. What are you fucking talking about? And Luke says, they're saying you said one thing and then one thing saying like you're a fuck boy and like I've been in that situation. We cut to Sierra and Lindsay. Andrea's taking off his shirt saying, what a, what a joke. He's like going to bed and is like on days. He's like, what a, what a day. What a joke. Luke, we're back there. And Luke's like, Sierra is all about you, bro, to Austin. Even if it's friendly, it hurts her feelings. And Austin's like, Luke, got it. And Luke goes, own your shit. And he's like, don't tell me to own my shit, bro. He's like, why don't you go make maple syrup, dude? (laughs) At this point, I was like, is Luke going to pop Austin in the face? We get a flashback to Winterhouse where Luke was tapping trees for maple syrup. He's like, why don't you go skate on a pond? And then Luke is like, why don't you go trap lobsters I, I it was like listen luke has so many talents humor doesn't need to be one of them um why don't you skid on a pond Lindsay says can we go out people god 
Austin and Lindsay kiss right then again, and and Kyle says, "Have sex, have sex." Kyle just literally, it's like he wakes up. He's like the frat robot. He's like, "Have sex, have sex, chug, chug, chug." It's ten forty nine p.m. Lindsay, Amanda, Sierra, and Paige are in the kitchen. Danielle's like, "They made out multiple times." She said. Sierra walks away when she hears this. Paige is like, "The nerve of this guy to walk into this house and play with two girls in one house." I mean, he made out with Sierra today too. And um, Amanda goes, get him out. Danielle is chugging vodka, like chugging. That's a fuel for her. Maya comes in. Lindsay comes in. And uh, he goes, I don't know what Austin said to you, Paige, but it's really unfortunate that you would think I'm that bad of a friend, like Lindsay saying this to Paige. And Paige goes, look. That's what I hear. That's what I thought. Paige says, I just confronted you. And Lindsay's like, no, that is accusing me. Paige goes, okay, you're always right. You're right. You're right. Everything you do is absolutely pristine at all times. I wanted you to know, Lindsay. Paige says, I stuck up for you this entire weekend, and now I regret it. I said, oh, Austin needs to stop. And this is the moment, too, where it was like a tight shot in the kitchen. I was like, these poor cameramen, they're probably getting jostled around. Like, they deserve combat pay for like you know because i was saying oh my god it's so late they've been doing this all day and i was like the cameraman too was like okay the daytime party's over hopefully it'll be a chill night it was not a chill night and Lindsay's like why is that on me and everybody's like no Lindsay, we love you love you and and she's like everyone get off of me because maya and amanda are trying to touch her um, we come back from commercial. Lindsay's hammered. Paige goes, let's go outside. Or Lindsay says, Paige, let's go outside. Paige goes, I don't want to go outside. And Lindsay's like, it's not on me. And she's like, fine, it's not on you. I'm not apologizing. I didn't do anything wrong, Lindsay says. Paige says, get the fuck away from me. Amanda asks Lindsay, do you think it's weird that he makes out with you and Sierra? And Lindsay goes, I don't care. And Amanda goes, you think that's acceptable behavior? Lindsay goes, I don't care. Paige is going to sleep in Maya's room, and she's like, this is what happens when you day drink. I've already got a headache. Maya says her and Olive, the guy from the party, are going to see each other later that week. And she's like, that's fast. Maya says, can we order our own food? Like, everybody's getting food brought in. Robert, Danielle, Austin, and Lindsay, they all go out on the town. And I'm like, holy shit. Luke went out as well. Um, Paige is like... She came down and screamed at me, and she goes, apologize. I go, fuck you. I'm not apologizing for shit. She's relaying what happened with Lindsay to Maya. Sierra says, there is a reason Paige is my best friend. For as hard as she's going for me right now, I would go tenfold for her. And I was like, who would want – you don't even know what a lobotomy is. Who would want you to go hard for them? Like, please, no. You might not even understand what you're saying. And Sierra and I talking to him goes, I'm just so disappointed in Austin. It's pretty much like a dumpster fire. Like, how fucking unstable and insecure are you? Which we know the answer. Very, very unstable. Maya says, I want to get jalapeno cheddar bites. Oh, so hungry right now. We cut to Carl and Mackenzie kissing out back. Andrea's just sitting there watching them. Kyle and Amanda. Kyle is humping a rose. Beautiful. A hump from a rose on a grave. Ah, is that a seal song? Yeah. Carl got his pizza finally. He's like, hey, I'm just going to feast because I'm starving, you guys. Kyle is making the most, he's making that dumb and dumber sound. He's like, ah, ah, ah. you know, and dumb and dumber is like, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Ah. Paige says, let's eat in our room, Maya, because it's messy. And then let's sleep in your room. Like, Paige is really all about comfort and she's about comfort and sleep. And I'm, I'm, 
I'm kind of like that myself. I don't know. Poor Andrea goes to bed alone. Like, what? Let me point out again. This whole night, you got you got hotties like Andrea and Luke. Between the two, they have a billion abs, and we're fighting over Austin. Like, what? 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 What's going on? What is going on? What's going on with the world? Like, Andrea's even like, what the fuck, man? Come on, look at me. Look, look at me. Look at me. It's 1.52 a.m. Danielle comes in from the club. Amanda um, says, uh, Amanda and Kyle are going to bed. Amanda's like, Kyle, did you see I made the bed? He's like, good girl. Um, Carl's in the room with Mackenzie. He's like, can we put on ocean waves? <laughs> He has like one of those noise machines. Luke and Austin come in to 11 a.m. They're getting pizza. And then this is the best part. Lindsay comes in thrown over the shoulder of a random dude named Luciano. And we see Austin in the kitchen. So it's like, dude, Lindsay met a dude at the bar. And she's going to hump him, not Austin. Like, God damn, I love Lindsay, man. What? That's hysterical to me. Like, this whole thing. Like, Lindsay told us all, like, it wasn't about Austin. She just wanted to get her rocks off. And she has every flipping right to do that. And she doesn't need to explain that to somebody like Sierra because Sierra's insecure because Austin has made her feel that way. Austin did not make her feel protected. He just didn't. Period. <laughs> Luke has the biggest slice of pizza. <laughs> When you're trying to eat better, you're like, God, man, it's a big slice of pizza. <laughs> we cut to the bedroom upstairs, and Lindsay's like, you're the cutest human ever. And this is the fucking Frankenbite that we saw this shot in the trailer. But it was Austin's I'm going to eat you front to back. And you're a, you're the, you're the cutest human ever was Lindsay's line to that in the trailer. But she says you're the cutest human ever to Luciano. They fucked us on that trailer. You guys, they flat out lied and somebody's going to pay. That's it. Somebody's going to jail for that. Um, and, um, we literally, you guys, we see insertion, like we don't see it, but we see where he like, he's like thrusting on top of her. And I was like, I was like, I really like, I was like, I'm not letting my kids that I don't have watch this at all. Luke and Austin. And then Luke and Austin downstairs are doing over there doing arm wrestling. That's like, I was like, kind of like they were getting like, Austin was such a dick to Luke. And like guys are like that where they're like at the end of the night, just arm wrestling. There's like a simplicity to that. And that's why I think girl guys get off a lot easier than girls because at the end of the day, we're, we kind of just, we're dumb you know like we're just like yeah bro over the top let's do this and they keep cutting back and forth from the arm wrestling to Lindsay getting like humped and uh next time next time on summer house we have an investor's uh, advising Kyle to get a prenup and Kyle tells Amanda that. So we're going to have a bad Amanda Kyle episode. And cause Amanda's like, I'm not signing anything. We see Maya on a date. We see Sierra telling Austin, you embarrass the fuck out of me. There's a reason people think you're an asshole because you are. Um, and then we have a Lindsay fight with Sierra and then Danielle and Sierra get into it. And this is the episode where Sierra breaks, like throws a glass at Danielle. And like, that's not cool. And Danielle's like, don't even come at you, me. You better sit the fuck down. Cause like you do Danielle can, I, I have a feeling Danielle can fight like, like for real. Like I bet she could hurt me. Like, and I'm a big dude. Anyways, uh, you guys, what a super sized episode. We th almost three hours. We, we got it still, folks. We can do this. Uh, I hope you have the great rest of your Wednesday or if you're listening to this later. <laughs>
week. You probably won't finish it until later in the week. Uh, but I love talking to you guys. Thank you for allowing me to do this for you. And I'll talk to you again on Thursday. Bye. Betches.